welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first show of 2022. Isn't that crazy? Remember when we were little and we would think about like the year 2020 and we were all sure we were going to have like Rosie Mays and, and Jetson cars and, you know, laser guns and beam me up Scotties. <laughs> it just makes me laugh when I think about it. 2022, you know, that was just, that was so unfathomable, you know, when we were sitting there and our screen doors were slamming and we were running out to play on school break and, you know, the world was our stage and playing make-believe and our imaginations running wild and, you know, when days lasted a year. I've been very nostalgic for this new year, a lot of thinking back and, and rememberings and and what-ifs and, and smiling at why shouldn't I have and I definitely did and and all of those things, you know, I hope that all of you have had a very joyous beginning to 2020, 2022, <laughs> 2020, 2022. Um, this is going to be a really fun show tonight. We have some fun things going on. We're going to be talking a little bit about your goals and what you want to accomplish in the new year with your writing, with your craft. You know, it's really funny. I'm, I'm sitting here and it's our, our very first show, right? Very first show of the year. And... It's like, you know, how how are we starting? I, I, I'm sitting here. Wor- okay, so, all right, this is a deal. All right, let me get comfortable here because this is going to take a minute. You know, you think about we're here and we're having fun, and this is an amazing, awesome, professional radio show, and, and you know, it's, it's all just super cool, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, what, what are we all really doing? You know, it makes me wonder what you all are really doing right now. Because I am sitting here, and our our – our Christmas slash Merry Happy Everything season this year was totally disrupted because of the snow and no one being able to travel. And then, of course, the following weekend, Christopher took his car and decided to run it into a river that was flooded. And so that blew that weekend. And so we're trying to just figure out how we're going to get everybody together for the holidays, right? But in that, it kind of has allowed me to expand my gift-giving visions, right? And, you know, being able to just make some really fun things for people. And so my son, my son's husband, by the way, um, is really into weird shit. And so I'm, I've got these little baby fuzzy chicks that look real, like little baby chickens that look real. And I'm sitting here as we're talking. This is how we're starting out our new year. As we're talking, I'm cutting off the head of one of the baby chickens so I can apply it to the other baby chicken so it looks like a two-headed baby chicken, and I'm going to put it in like this little display box, and that's one of their Christmas presents. And I'm just thinking, you know, how weird that is. What would you guys think if you knew that, you know, as I'm sitting here talking to you and we're going to be reading poetry, I just got through making a Frankenstein bird or working on a Frankenstein bird. You know, that's how we do things around here. That's why, I don't know what it's why. It's why something. But I just thought it was funny, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, kick off your shoes. We're all going to sit around our underwear and welcome in 2022. 
I want to go over some things fairly quickly. I don't know why I shared that with all you guys, but I just feel so much closer to you now that I have. The number to call in if you'd like to call and read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. We do have some announcements we are going to go over before we get going. And that is if you would like to if you would like to put together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so. Probably uh, let me know what you want to put together. You can the Facebook would probably be the easiest way to get a hold of me. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla N Y L A last name Alicia. A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together and we will get that set up. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Basically, we all have something to teach. We all have something to learn. Just let me know what you want to do and we'll get it set up. Your workshops can be anywhere between a half an hour to three hours long. We'll just get get started and go till you're done. You can pre-record these or... You can do them as a live show or a combination of both, whatever you'd like to do. So, yeah, shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to put together. One of the reasons I am going to be asking you about what your goals are for this new year with your writing and stuff is it's really going to help me. So think about it. I want you to really think about it, okay? Because your answers are going to help me with some of the things that I'm putting together with your workshop assignments, with people I may be bringing on to speak with you, and so on. So the things that you tell me and share, what your goals are, it's really going to help me plan this new year for you. All right? So, yeah. Let me know what you want to put together. We'll get those workshops up and running. Next, this is very, very, very important. I want to thank all of you, and this comes from the heart. I want to thank all of you on behalf of the whole community that stepped up to the plate last year and helped to sponsor our 2021 broadcasting license. And those sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darling Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mikey, or, excuse me, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Cope Wilson, and anonymously donations were made in the loving memories of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. So... I want to thank everybody for helping keeping us going on the air in 2021. We literally could not do this without the help of, of you guys, so thank you so much. Like I said, on behalf of all of us, the poets, listeners, everybody in this community, we are reaching the end of our 2021 year, broadcasting year, and we'll be doing our sponsorship for 2022 so watch for that information i'll be posting it up on my facebook page if you would like to be a sponsor of the show for 2022 and you can shoot me a message if you want more information on that but watch for it on my page i'll be starting that in just a bit probably next week sometime all right now with that said 
Get your papers and your pencils out, your notebooks, your journals. We are going to, I'm stalling for a moment because everything is kind of nuts. Right now, okay, there we go. All right, so we are going to be going over your inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop portion of the show. We are only doing your poetry prompts and your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise right now. Everything is getting reworked for the new year, so you're getting off kind of easy on your extra curriculum, your extra assignments, your homework. But go ahead and have, did I change that down there? Yeah, I did. Good. All right, so go ahead and have your paper and pencil ready. The first thing we're going to do is start with your poetry prompts. Now, poetry prompts, they are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems, all right? So with that said, these prompts that I'm going to give you, they can either be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. Beyond that, what you do with them is entirely up to you. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. Your poetry prompts for this week are, number one, and by the way, you know, I've had people all the time ask me, you know, where do these come from? I had a conversation with a young lady asking, you know, well, if I use these, isn't it like, you know, I, I can't really use, do anything with the poem because I didn't come up with the title or I didn't come up with a prompt. And yes, you most surely 100% can. These are prompts that are meant for you guys to write poems with. Right, it is not plagiarism using them. It doesn't mean you've, you know, used some. You've used a prompt, and that has been a practice since the very beginning of time. All right, so these these prompts are used. Do with them what you want. These ones this week, I was going through some of my work. So every single one of these prompts tonight are a line out of a poem that at some point in some point in my life I've written. So I am 100% giving you permission to use these lines. Not that you need it. But anyway, these are all my lines that I wrote personally for out of out of my palms. I come up with most of them, but these ones are out of my palms. So number one, fingers deep in mud. Fingers deep in mud. Number two, as I pass the hat around. As I pass the hat around. Three. A box in the closet. That one can be kind of scary now that you know it's like beheading a chicken, right? Okay, a box in the closet. <laughs> Number four, Maddie's diary. Maddie's diary. Number five, a blanket on the ground. A blanket on the ground. Number six, everyone she has ever been. Everyone she has ever been. Seven, the building of castles. The building of castles. Number eight, having outgrown this place. Having outgrown this place. Nine, the 2 a.m. train. The 2 a.m. train. Number ten, children flying kites. Children flying kites. Eleven. From all the things that will never be again. From all the things that will never be again. And number twelve. Girl on the evening 
News. Girl on the Evening News. Now, your extra credit is anyone who can tell me which of my poems any of those 12 lines go to. Any of them. Which poem? will get a quill pen that I have made sent to them as a prize. You have to tell me. If you that and that that's hard. <laughs> that's gonna be a hard one, you guys, but yeah. So anyway, there's there's your extra credit extra credit exercise. Tell me which of which poem any of those lines of mine come from and you get a quill pen, a dip pen, ink pen that I have made sent to you as your prize. All right, now you're writing exercise. I may even throw in a journal I've made. Okay, now, your writing exercise. <laughs> now that we're moving, we are, what we're doing is we're using your, uh, your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise that we're doing. We're using your 12 prompts that I just gave you. And for me, I think it's going to be a lot easier. We just started recently doing this because I think it's a lot easier when you wrap everything together in a nice, tidy bow so they all feed off of each other than trying to make your mind go in a bunch of different directions. I just thought it might be more cohesive to be able to bind them together and might help us keep us moving and doing these easier, I guess. So the 12 prompts that I just gave you are the same ones you're going to be using in your pick-apart-a-prompt-writing exercise. And how are you going to do that? I'm really glad you asked. The way you're going to do that is you're going to take the very first prompt I gave you, which was, which was, which was, fingers deep in mud. Fingers deep in mud. So you can write that at the top of your page. Fingers deep in mud. Then I want you to write at least six different poems, not poem, not write, don't write six poems. I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So think of all the different ideas that you could have for poems that you could write to that prompt, all the different things it could stand in for or be the face of or the voice of or a metaphor. Uh, you know, what, How many different ways can you twist that? How many different poems could you write to that one prompt? And write down at least six different types, six different poems you could write, ideas for poems you could write. Like, for instance, you know, Fingers Deep in Mud, number one. Uh, a, a little girl making mud pies. Number two, a woman trying to rebuild her life. Number three, a woman seeking perfection. Number four, you get the idea, right? You know, trying to make a relationship work or trying to change somebody or raising a child. All the different poems you could write, all the things you could think of. You know, trying to change the world. Trying to build a sandcastle out of mud. I don't know. Trying to find something you've lost. So those are all ideas you could write or poems you could write to that one prompt. So do that. I want you to write at least six different ideas to each prompt. When you're done with the first one, go to number two, number three, number four, all the way down until you've reached number 12. Now, my guarantee for you is that there is absolutely no way you will be able to make it to the end of this exercise writing six different ideas for each prompt without an idea taking a hold of you by the back of the neck, shaking you around a little bit, and sending you off and running, paddling your little bottom, and there you go. Take off. You're on your own. And you'll be writing a poem. And it's going to be a really cool poem. It's going to be one that you wouldn't normally write. I absolutely guarantee it. 
I have been saying this for months and 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 very many months, all the months. And not once have one of you come back and told me that that has not happened. So either A, I'm absolutely right, or B, none of you are doing this. <laughs> I am going to go with A. All right, so that's it. Once again, I'm going to run through these real quick. You're going to write each prompt at the top of the page. Write at least six different poems to each prompt. Things that you could write are six different ideas for poems you could write to each different prompt. Once again, those prompts are one, fingers deep in mud. Two, as I pass the hat around. Three, a box in the closet. Number four, Maddie's diary. Number five, a blanket on the ground. Six, everyone she has ever been. Seven, the building of castles. Eight, having outgrown this place. Nine, the 2 a.m. train. Ten, children flying kites. Eleven, from all that will never be again. And twelve, girl on the evening news. Right? So there you have it. Remember, we are focusing always on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. You must feed your brains because you are what you eat, and that replies to what's in your head as well. So next, <laughs> we have two ongoing activities we focus on. The first one is to strive to learn one new poetry form every single month. It's important to do this, to be knowledgeable in our craft, to explore, to try different things. You know, that's a, an area that all of us can always improve on. I don't care who you are. So when, every single month, you know, Google poetry forums and pick one and play with it. Do a word puzzle. Make it work for you. Have fun. Second, every day write a haiku. Go out into the world and find something worth 17 syllables. Find something. You know, there's so many things that this exercise will do to you. First of all, you walk out your door, Right? Normally, it's like, oh, i got to get to work. You jump in the car. You're running over there. How, how, we are creative people. We thrive on input. You know, we, we eat curiosity. And yet we get so focused sometimes, we forget that that side of us needs attention too. And when it doesn't get attention, it can go quiet. And there's nothing worse than your muse giving you the silent treatment. There's no such thing as writer's block. You know, most of what I do here comes from my one of my two one of the workshops that I two workshops that I do frequently, and and uh, you know, there, there's nothing worse than pissing off your muse, having it give you the silent treatment, and then we sit there and we blame our muses, right? It's writer's block. That's bullshit. There's no such thing as writer's block. It does not exist because all you have to do is write. I don't care if it's your shopping list. I don't care if you just write, I am writing this on a piece of paper today so that I have written something. That is writing. All right? If you can do that, you don't have writer's block. Writer's block does not say, I have to write a poem, therefore I have writer's block. No, it is writer's discipline. It's the act of putting hand to pen to paper to ink to words every single day. Something. So let's make that simple. You know, I believe in setting small goals. And that's probably completely opposite of what most of you have been taught. But I believe in small goals that are easy to achieve, that are consistent goals, because we, we 
get out there and we get overly ambitious. And I don't remember who it was I was talking to on last week's show. And they had all of these things they were going to do. And it's like, no, 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 let's slow down. Let's do this one thing. Because if you do that one thing and you do it, you have a victory. And victories feel good. And when we have a victory, it makes us strong and it makes us proud and it makes us push forward and want that more. We thrive on that adrenaline. It's human nature. You can't, it's predictable. Human nature is predictable. That's just the way we are. That's how we're built. But if you set, a, set such a huge goal for yourself that there's no way you're going to be, you know, I'm going to write 12 poems every single day and I am going to publish six books this year and I'm going to learn 17 different languages so I can translate my own. It's like you're not going to do that. I love you, but you're not going to do that. So let's set you up for success. You want to write a book by the end of the year. Okay? So great. How are you going to do that? What are the baby steps you need to do? Make an outline. You've got 12 months. So start thinking to yourself, what do I have to do to get from point A to point B? It's great to say we're going to do it, right? But how do we do it? How are we going to get it done? I'm going to write my book this year. What's the first thing you have to do? On your journal... I want you to think about that, all right? I want you to write your 12, 1 through 12, and then 1 and 2, 1, or let's just write number 1 and then write A, B, 2, A, B, 3, A, B. Each of those are months. So month 1, A and B. A, I am going to go through my, I'm going to think about what I want the theme of my book to be. And 2, I'm going to start going through my poems and finding poems that will fit that theme. Second month. I'm going to send all these poems to someone to proofread for me and to help me edit to see if I can do something to improve them. Blah, blah, blah. So write all 12 months, write two things you're going to do each month, baby steps, small bites. They're going to help you reach the goal of having that book published at the end of the year. It's great to have that goal, but how are you going to get it done? Who are you going to use? How do you get an editor? Where's your cover going to come from? There's a lot involved. So don't set yourself up for failure. Set yourself up for success by knowing your plan, knowing what you want to do, making realistic goals. And say you start doing these A and Bs every single month and you get to the 12th month and you still don't have your book out. I promise you, you will be a thousand steps closer to that goal than had you not done it this way. It's easy to take baby steps. It's easy to reach those big goals if you know how to get there. If you set yourself up for that success and know what you have to do and take take each step to get there and not let yourself get overwhelmed. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> with that in mind, creating that writer's discipline. As I said, every day we go out in the world and we do all this stuff, but we don't do anything to feed ourselves back. We don't pay attention. The world programs us to think like it wants, to make us think like it wants us to think. And sometimes we get caught up in that. And I'm asking you to stop. I want you to look for the things that catch your attention, for a sound that makes you, you know, you hear something and it makes you, you all know what I'm talking about. You'll smell something and you'll turn. Like I can, I can be driving and, and all of a sudden the wind, the warm wind will blow the smell of sweet grass through the window. And instantly I'm just like, whoa, right? I'll, there's, I cannot tell you how many times I pulled over on Happy Jack Road in Wyoming and sat on the hood of my car, cross-legged, 
and closed my eyes and just sat in that sweet grass, the smell of the hot wind and the sweet grass, and being late to work because I couldn't let that moment pass. Those are the things we need to pay attention to in life, the things that reach out and grab us, that touch us, that are calling for our attention because they're important. So every day go out and look for those 17 syllables. Find something. Carry a notebook with you. And when they grab you, when you see something or you think of that little poetic hiccup, write it down. You can turn it into a haiku later if it's not enough syllables. Don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. You don't have to stop and actually think about it while you're doing it. Just get it down on paper. All right? And talk about taking baby steps. You want to write a poetry book by the end of the year, write a haiku every single day. Out of all of those, you're going to have a bunch of crappy ones, but you're going to have some really good ones too. And by the end of the year, you'll have a book of haiku poetry. Oh, that was easy, huh? All right. So that's it, you guys. That's your inspiration from the Inkwell Poetry Workshop for the week. Our first one for the year 2022. We are going to be changing things up and adding some things this year to this segment of the show, so be excited about that. We will get to that soon. With that, we are now ready to play. Get over there. There we go. So now (laughs) we are at the portion of the show we are going to do every we start and end every episode with an audio recording by one of you poets so if you're a recording artist and you'd like to have your piece played on the air you can email those to me at robbie where's my email telling me to change the email address hmm is robbie here where's robbie okay anyway so yeah Um, the speakeasy, the word that, the word that is in there, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com and send it over, put audio track, something like that in the subject line so I can kind of catch it easily. We'll get it uploaded to the show's library and we will play it for the world. The piece that I'm going to start the show with this week is by, and I thought, you know, I had a couple of them. That I was looking at, and I decided I wanted. I think I'm going to go with Mama Oladeji and her ode to Nina Simone. We heard this just recently, but I wanted to play it again just because I think that it being the new year, we really have to take a look at the old year we're saying goodbye to. And there were a lot of goodbyes in 2021, and you know, and some of them were great goodbyes. And some of them were, you know, heartfelt and sad. And some of them were devastating. And you think about those. And then I think about Mama, who just recently went through having COVID and double pneumonia. And Mama's in her 70s, you know, and and that, that was rough. I was terrified. We were going to lose her. That's my Mama, you know. She's our Mama. And she just kicked us butt. You know, and I'm so thankful for that. So it just really seemed appropriate to me to play this piece to start out 2022 as a very strong voice in starting a new year. So I want to share this with you. This is Mama Oladeji Vicky Aqua with Ode to Nina Simone, and here you go. Ode to Nina Simone. Nina, Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. 
They loved you in France with a love like mine. African queen, far from home. You're our own. When you sing for women and such, you're more than too much. And when you sang, my skin is black, I was taken aback. When you say you ain't got no, I knew what you meant. Mr. Moan, my life, my life was touched. When you bellowed out, my name is Peaches, my name is Peaches. When you were so far ahead of your time, that even when you died, the rest, the rest, the rest still behind. behind. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. You touched my soul. Your music's never old. When you tickle those keys, you touch something in me. With a bubble so bold, I just had to ask. Why, how did the world miss you? But oh, no, not I. I hung on to your every word, to every word you sung. Even to this day, you can make me cry. But not for you, but not for you, but everyone, but everyone that missed you. Oh, Miss Simone. You were a delicious treat. Oh, how I still love you. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. I felt your pain from the depths of Georgia to New York City. Oh, what a pity that they missed you. How you were treated was Sickening. America's loss was Europe's gain. Being more open-minded, as your songs reminded, they caused you to drift away from home, the home of the slaves. How you were treated was a pity from Georgia to New York City. Since you've been gone, things have not been the same. Now, they remember your name. And now they remember your name. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. That was Mama Oladeji with Nina Odenina Simone. Absolutely beautiful piece. I love that one. So, guys, what comes next? 
It is our open mic portion of the show. So if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Just to kind of give you a heads up, if you are on hold and waiting, we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as, wow, wow. Area code 832 is our first caller tonight, 832. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please, and this is very, very important for a plethora of reasons, make sure you introduce yourself. First of all, let me know who you are. Let the readers know who your listeners know who you are. And it attaches your name to your work. You never want to send your, your poems out into the universe naked. You are virtually publishing your poem right now verbally into the airwaves so you always want to make sure that you have your name attached to your work so say hello this is me and this is what i'm going to read tonight right now you can read two poems we are having some issues with the phone lines if you're getting a fast busy signal when you call in please keep trying it'll let you in eventually once again remember the number to call in is 646-595-3900 Six, five. So I'm going to go ahead and post that into the um, the chat room real quick for you because we have someone asking about that. And there we go. Oh, maybe not. Maybe we can get that in there. Six four six. There we go. All right. So that's the number to call in if you'd like to call in and read. I'll post that in the chat room for you. You can do two poems right now. Um, I do want to let area code, by the way, 832. You are not in the lineup. If you are here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you being here. Thank you. If you change your mind at any time and you would like to come on, just press 1. That will alert me to the fact that you want to be here. And I can unmute your mic for you. There we go. All right, we've got everybody in the lineup. We're good to go. So like I said, you can read two poems. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you, get to know you and your work better. And then remember, we do have a mature rating. That means you are bound to hear just about anything here, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. All right, if you do have erotica and stuff like that that you do want to read, you can shoot me a private message, and I can give you some links to some great shows where you can read that. And uh, there's some amazing hosts on here that do a great job with those shows. So, yeah, you do have a you do have a place. There's a home for them. Just can't do them here. All right. So let's go ahead and bring on. Actually, I'm going to give you our first three calls so you kind of have a heads up where you are. As I said, we have eight three two as our first caller, followed by it looks like Brother O at two one nine, and then we have five o six. I believe that's Lady A. All right, so let's go ahead and grab our first caller. First caller, and is it going to let me unmute them? There we go. Eight three two, you are on the air. Uh, but but what if I want to read my poem butt naked? <laughs> you can read your poem butt naked if you want. You can do anything you want to do because thank God this is radio, right? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, I thought I might be up in the first, you know, first part of the show, but I, I never expected to be in at the first. You I know, don't the think very you've first. ever been first on the show ever. No. 
And you've been calling it for the last 15 years. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know, but it's just, like I say, I wasn't really expecting that. But it's kind of cool, I guess. In any case, uh, there's an article came up uh, uh, yesterday, actually. And it was talking about the uh, uh, coyotes out there on the uh, Galveston Island. And it's, this, this kind of story shows, to me anyway, by very good example, just what the differences of uh, perception would be uh, in, in, in uh, approach to how, you know, what, what you know, was presented as information. And that being that the, the, the coyotes out there on uh, Galveston Island have a, a different build than what would be usual for what would be considered you know, the, the, the typical uh, uh, coyote breed. And they were looking into it on a level of DNA, and they found uh, what they are cons- calling uh, ghostly genetics of the Mexican red wolf, which was thought to be extinct. And now all of a sudden, here it is. <laughs> and and, and uh, I'm not going to say too much about it, but I'm, I am going to write a little bit, one little bit more of preamble to it, and that being that coyote in the tradition of storytelling, uh, mythic storytelling in, in, in regards to native peoples, and in this case, mostly the plains, and the Woodland Plains people, is considered a creation trickster figure. Yes, he didn't make his good, or had his uh, good deeds, but yes, he also uh, did a lot of tricks on people, and and some were, you know, pretty doggone nasty when it got down to it. Um, So he was not somebody that you wanted to turn your back on, which is, is, is basically what it comes down to. You know, you you would want to take your shadow with you when you leave him wherever he's at. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so so that being said, uh, this is this uh, this uh, work is called Ghosting Shades, uh, Ghosting Shadows, Ghostly DNA, Echo Points of an Unremembered Strand, Red Wolves, Extinction Imminent or Accomplished on Galveston. Isle, Texas. Hidden in the veins, behind the veils, mist of Shawmigasi, oh, coyote. You thought you had completed your species annihilation. Nithe. Creation through the trickster shows us one thing. You lied. The dance continues, the steps as smooth as before, the movements the liquid of life, genocide at any cost, yeah? Bones do not lie. DNA lays dormant waiting for the time that comes. Jaws shall close upon flesh. Fires well up upon the mountains through the cracks of your illusions. There's a boy. Flames flare, ashes crawl and whisper across embers capped with copper and lead. Core led down the path of ecocide. 
rich tomes filled with laughter. The trickster shows you how wrong you were. Shomigasi shows you his ass again and smugly says, smell my butt. Deft moves of rain and smoke waves and foam botratruka. The difference is not offered for your understanding. Shomigasi offered you his hand. Blood rich with the offerings of earth. I mean, of birth, mon cher. Re-entrance, resistance, returning unto a world of sufferance, intolerance with features outside the wildly, widely held prejudice as the internal of an elemental you have long forgotten. We offer you a finger. I'm sure you know which one it is. Red earth, red lines, Jude Moninga. Red lines, shadow minds, images to being, Gedakeshkun. The red wolf lives, ghosting histories, stories yet to be told, stories to be laid by fireside, the crooked to be laid straight, to right a wrong, slow mumbling though the words may seem. Every bone reclaimed, we shall use them all. The thought, reparations for a wrong to make right. Songs we should know. Songs for the moon. Songs for the shallow water that runs too deep. Schubert, oh, yes, thoughts to run as deep as water. Fireside songs for the sun. First medicine, me Water is life. Deep stones, molten earth, sacred dreams cast loose an earth that was never yours. Tremulous offensive, any medicine except for poison. Oh, yeah, like Shongetsefe, wolf poison, wolf killer, jack in the pulpit. Stimulation, raw flares of genetic mist, water smoke as you have not seen, burnt ashen dreaming, rusted grating jaws of iron, no causal canines here. Just an arrogant sense of stupidity. The wrong pelts stacked in abundance. Gentility taken to sloth. Died dead somnolence of a dream read. For the sifting of an answer, bluish gray. Shapes hang in the distance. Horizon forged, ash, iron ash coating resolving into a red sheen as they draw nigh. Jutz shined, fever bright. Itzega judagatze. Oh, the trickster laughs last. To kill with intention, 
of an ending is to fail. Everything returns. Kashkipa returns unto the earth that made it, holds and harbors a place for it, even though you should think it returned to the beginning place and remain unmade. Who are you, creator, God? Pah! You are nothing more than another strand of creation. Hey, hey, Kizgaska, show me he has a ghosting gift for you. Coyote. Can you anticipate its bite? DNA isn't yours to play with. Show me, show me, Ghost Road born, reddened, they are coming for you. Leslie, love that, Soldier Blue. And I love, <laughs> I posted a link in the chat room mm. that talks about the history and the DNA and and the uh, the uh, the Red Wolves down in Galveston. Yeah, I thought that was just super cool when they started talking about it like that. It's like, I mean, immediately my mind went to the, to, you know, to the to the type of uh, ways that we would put it into mythic story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because the coyote, you know, and I spend mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of time when I'm not here. I mean, I spend a lot of time way out in the where the hell am I? Boondocks when I go on my fossil digs and things like that. I spend a lot of times at the time with coyotes, you know, and yeah. when you're around them you really get to start learning their nature. And you can understand how they got the reputation as being the trickster. But then <laughs> you take that and you splice that with the power and the the cunning and everything of a wolf. Mm. Think about the creature you've just created. Oh, yeah. You know, no that, that that is like really scary. <laughs> <laughs> that that needs to be a superhero. That's what that needs to be. Marvel is missing the missing the <laughs> the trick on that hey, one. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. But it really is, you guys. If you don't know the story of the Ghost Wolves of Galveston Island, I posted that link in the chat room so you guys can check it out. And I really love this because it's like where inspiration comes from, right? You know, what? what is going to grab a hold of you? What is going to make you write a poem? I mean, that was fantastic, Pete, Soldier Blue. Well, thank you. And it was, and it was about these wolves in, in Galveston Island. And, and, you know, who would think to write a poem about that? You would. So that's <laughs> what I talk about when, when I say, you know, look in the world around you and find yeah. things that say, hey, look at me. I'm here. Talk about me. That's it. You know, and that one just, I mean, literally, that one just unfolded itself. Mm-hmm. There was there was there was nothing for me to 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 lay that one out and basically get it blocked and ready to go. Well, I think it was amazing, and it's amazing because I really love the story. I you know I know the story, I know about oh, yeah. the ghost wolves. Yeah, so that's like that's going to be interesting times ahead for for what they do next with that. Particular you know what I hate though. Hmm. 
Yes, I hate how they say, you know, they were almost, we thought they were extinct, but they're back yeah. now. And thanks to our efforts, they're going to survive. <laughs> no, we damn near freaking killed them. And yo, exactly. yay, great for you taking them into a laboratory and sticking tubes up their butts and making them pregnant. Well, that's really not how it's done, but let's not get graphical. Yeah, you know, know, thanks for doing that and, you know, helping breed some of these activities. But if they're still out there, that means that, you know, just do things to protect them from getting killed in the first place. Oh, no doubt. You know? You know to, to, to my mind, it was like, you know, them saying, okay, well, we, you know, we, we've already caused their extinction. And, and then all of a sudden, Coyote shows up with his hands behind his back and says, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love you so much. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Mm-hmm. All right, my darling, yeah, you are you it. going to read a second one, or are you going to hang on till uh, next week? Yeah, I'm going to hang out for next week because I just, uh, I've been, been, I've been writing, but I've been sick, and I just, you know, I just, I've been having to deal with a lot of wintertime allergy nonsense, and I just need to lay low for a minute. But um, you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Rafe Wild, and then underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And I also have the uh, podcast that I work on, and it's called Red Earth One. And I just keep those as separated as you know each word, not. Uh, the the usual manner of putting it together and it'll uh, get you there and it's available on various platforms and uh, iTunes and Spotify and several others that I'm aware of why don't you ever post a link for that on my page I will I'll do that I can I can definitely do that because I can because uh, I know that they have those uh, kind of uh, uh, URL things on uh, on the uh, the podcast app so I can, I'll, I'll make sure I do that. Please do that. It's important. It's a real easy way for people to find you. You know, you guys need to know that, okay? My my page on Facebook, I don't use that to post about, I just had bunion surgery and my neighbor just ran over my car and, oh, my God, there's a tree in the middle of my house. I don't do that, all right? <laughs> my page is dedicated to our community. And it is kind of like, if you think about, you know, it's a speakeasy cafe. We're a little coffee shop. We hang out together. We're poets. You know, we're like the, the Denny's nerds at 2 a.m., <laughs> sitting there with our backpacks and writing poetry over coffee and you can't sleep. Um, you know, my page is kind of like the bulletin board in our, in our quirky little coffee shop that we all hang out in together. And, you know, whatever you want to share with people, whatever you want them to know, whatever books you have coming out or things you have going on or shows you have coming up, go ahead and post them on my page. That is your bulletin board to reach this community. Okay, so, you know, take advantage of that soldier balloon and let people yes, let them, because they want to know that. that. People love you. Yeah. And, and I've never heard of them. winter allergies. That's weird. It, uh, it just, it just, yeah, it just knocks me down. I mean, because, I mean, we see down, because I mean, I'm, you know, out here, you know, out here in the Gulf Coastal area, you know, of Texas. And, I mean, you know, there's lots of times right now when, I mean, yeah, we get the shift for uh, one, like maybe one or two days of really cold weather down in the 30s, you know, and 40s like that. And then it gets but then super after warm. That, exactly. Then it goes, then it pops right back up to 80 degrees with about 75% humidity. And you get all kind of not nasty stuff floating around in the air. 
Well, thank goodness yeah, we're all wearing masks then, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what the heck, man? So, That's funny. Uh, I, well, I hope you feel you better. Know, I deal with that. I am. I'm getting. I'm getting getting back up on top of things in terms of you know taking my um, allergy meds and making sure I stay up on that. So, but it's just a pain, man. Well, you sound good, and we appreciate you being here. So, thank you, Soldier Blue. Happy New Year to you. Yes. What do you plan on and doing this you. New Year? What's your writing goal for this year? Well, well, actually, I'm gonna try to. to uh, because I noticed, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I mean, I noticed that, you know, within the, the last, part, you know, a lot of load of, uh, of uh, works that I've done, that there's, you know, some of the subtleties that I've been, of what I've been reading. And, I, you know, in some ways they're kind of like more abstract. So what I'm trying to figure out is, okay, Yes, they are pretty abstract, and you know, if I if I were to go off into that, you know, probably absolutely no one would understand what I was trying to say. But where is the middle ground? Where because you know, I know that there ha- there is one. I know I know that there's some kind of a middle ground between that which has a more distinct profile and some of that abstract that you could use, say, for shading. And I want to I want to find that middle ground and start working on that more, and you know start keep you know keep going with a lot of the other things that I've already you know done as well. I want to start working more in terms of melodics uh, you know, with the the music and uh, using my saxophone and figuring out some of the technology to where I can actually lay down a backtrack of of melody and then uh, record you know a piece up on top of that. So saxophone, I'm going to be doing that. It's a definite thumbs up, five star. Definitely do that. You're talking about <laughs> yeah. how to combine the two voices. You know, yeah. I think that that's something very culturally. If you look at the whole history of what you write about, could be done very easily if you think about native language. How many words there were in the native language? You know, how many words are there in the English language that the native tongues didn't even have words for? Like the word I. There was no word for I. It was always yeah. we. It was always the people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think how simple yet precise that language was. And think how convoluted oh, yeah. ours is. So the abstract is the convoluted. Yeah. The straightforward is the old native tongue. So if you were to start yes. a series of narrative poems in two different languages, the simple and the convoluted, the clear and the abstract, that would be an idea. Yeah. I can say, yeah, I mean, like I say, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open to any ideas on that because, like I say, whichever, whichever way leads me to that place, you know, where, again, where I find that middle ground. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm looking for. If there's a way you could combine both of those that they complement each other, that way oh, yeah, one is yeah. telling what the other means and each one brings clarity to the other, yeah. the abstract becomes less abstract and the simple becomes oh, no much doubt. more yeah. serious. Yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Great job tonight, so my love. Thank you, Miss Anna. I appreciate it. We will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. I got up, 
another three uh, three more that I'm, I just need to finish off, and they'll be good to go too. Awesome. All right, we will see you then, hun. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye, sweetie. All right, our next call comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Gene, how are you doing? This is Brother O of mine. It is Brother O indeed. Happy 2022. Welcome to the new year. Thank you. Same here. <laughs> what do you have for us tonight, love? I got this point I just uh, finished uh, yesterday called COVID-19 Doesn't Discriminate by Who Catches It. <clears throat> My dear brothers and sisters, this recent surge of COVID-19 cases has either affected us directly or indirectly. Either you caught COVID-19 or know someone who has either contracted it has been hospitalized from it, and or has died from this modern-day pandemic threatening in mankind. Just as God is no respect to a person's COVID-19, damn so doesn't discriminate about who gets it. Now we got up to 500,000 cases a day across the United States of America despite the widespread availability of vaccines. Majority of these new cases are among the unvaccinated. Emergency rules of ICU units are nearly filled to capacity because of the personal choices of the unvaccinated who choose not to get the shot. But recently, my girlfriend caught COVID-19 because she was hesitant about getting vaccinated and having to expose some of the family members. As a result of her personal choices, she was hospitalized for almost a week. Watching for yours truly, I'm fully vaccinated and practice healthy eating habits along with keep everything I touch sanitized and constantly washing my hands in addition to wearing masks. I reminded her that COVID-19 ain't nothing to play with, and she was very fortunate that she didn't have to go on a ventilator. Regardless of your vaccination status, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate about who catches it. Regardless of your race, your ethnicity, your age, your height and weight, your gender identification, and sexual orientation, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate about who catches it. Regardless of your level of education, your socioeconomic class, your level of income, or your, or your occupation, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate about who catches it. Regardless of your political affliction, whether you're a Democrat, Independent, or Republican, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate by who catches it. Regardless of your religious belief, whether you're a Catholic, Jew, Muslim, Christian, or even atheist, whether you're a woke brother or a sister, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate about who catches it. Regardless of whether you're a well-known celebrity or average citizen, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate about who catches it. And regardless of whether you're in prime health or have a compromised immune system, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate about who catches it in porn. Indeed it does not. Indeed it absolutely does not. Great job, honey. Great job, Brother O. Well, now, appreciate it. No problem at all. You going to read two tonight or is that it? No, that's it. Okay. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you. Uh, it can be found on on Facebook and on Omar Brother Gatlin. 
uh, just uh, just uh, just uh, follow me on Facebook. I recently started uh, recording some of my classic poems and post them on Facebook Live and uh, on, on my Facebook page. And I got gotten a pretty good response so far. Now I'm going to continue doing that so I could uh, you know hopefully get you know this this is a uh, my way of trying to level level up, go to another level in my craft. Now I'm picturing so, you like little Mario bouncing around with a mushroom so you can level up. <laughs> yeah. That was so right. cute. Thank you for that image. I needed that. <laughs> right. Oh, that's and adorable. Feel free to connect with me. Feel free to feel free to uh check out my page. There's a lot of inspirational stuff. And it really is. I mean, you've been through a lot in your life, and you've overcome so much, and you're such a fighter and such a positive, strong voice. You know, you, you're you just, you care. You can tell by the way you write that you give a shit about the world, about the things around you, and we appreciate that, you know, and so thank you for bringing that with us. Thank you for bringing that with you as you come into 2022 with us, and we appreciate you. Thank you. Well, now I appreciate it. All right, and we will see you next week. I'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. We'll talk to you then, honey. Okay. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 506, and I believe this is Lady A. It was so funny. We have so many callers that normally call later in the show on at the very first of the show. Is this Lady A? Am I right? It is. It is Oh, me. my gosh. Thank goodness. <laughs> I hate it. It's like I open my mouth. It's like, oh, what if it's Fred? You know, we all know Fred, and he would be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I tend to call in a little bit later uh, when our show is early, and uh, so this week I thought, well, I'll give it a shot and call in early instead. I guess. Well, having uh, Soldier lost. Blue on first, I can't even tell you what a what a what you know, like it was like Twilight Zone here. Having him <laughs> get on first, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're here. Welcome, baby. Thank you very much. Welcome Appreciate to 2022. How are your holidays? Good. They were good. I haven't had them yet. We're still waiting to have them. I was not kidding. Christopher literally drove his car into a flooded river. And uh, it's been been a crazy couple of weeks, so we are still waiting to do our holiday. First we had a snowstorm. No one could get here. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Christopher, is he all right? He is. He is. He he went about thigh deep into the into the river. His car when he got out, he was about thigh deep into the river, and they had to tow his car out. And it's you know it's nuts. It was raining like crazy here. Wow. Yeah, everything's good. Everything's fine. You know, it's it's. I would rather have an adventurous life than a boring life. Yeah. So, well, you know, how many been. people, you know, I keep telling them, I said, you know, now when people say, you know, you know, God willing, and if the creek don't rise, well, son, the creek rose, you know, yeah. or, you know, come hell or high water, well, there's the high water. You know, I said, you know, how, now, now you can say that. You know, how oh, exciting yeah. is it? You know, yeah, you know, it can't cost you your car, but at least you can say that now, right? <laughs> wow. That would be scary, though. It would be really frightening. It, you know, I, I I laugh about it, but, yeah, I would be – it's it's not funny. I was really stupid one time and had my camera – I had this long, long floor-length coat on and had all my camera equipment during a flood, and I was decided I was going to try to cross and walk along a wall in a flood to get to the side so I could take a picture of the stadium lights oh. that were – and I started halfway, and I realized how strong – 
the current was and what mm-hmm. a really bad situation I had just gotten myself into. And I'm really, really lucky because had I got down, gone down with all that equipment around my neck and that long, heavy coat, winter coat on, I wouldn't have gotten out of that. That wouldn't have gotten out of it. And, you know, so I know how strong those waters are, and you know how easily you know going in that deep could have just swept his car away. So I, I laugh about it because everything's okay, but you know it's scary. It it really is. And I remember one time when the kids were small; they were probably three and five. My two youngest, uh, and the tide. We were at uh, Fundy Park, which has the highest tides in the world, and um, the tide was coming in. And my ex-husband took the kids and put, like, walked them over the rocks as the tide was coming in. But we didn't know what was on the other side of the rocks. And the tide was coming in really fast. And I thought, you could be swept away just in a second. And mm-hmm. so he, he came back into the um, where the sand was. And I just I was really flipped out over that. It was very, very, very scary. Yeah, but, you know, um, water's nothing to mess with. It's No, it's, we have no power over it at all, do we? Mm-mm. That's for sure. That's nope. for sure. So I brought a couple of poems tonight, and um, um, I was inspired by uh, Soldier Blue um, and his um, native, his First Nations uh, background. Uh, I write, uh, not a lot, but I write a fair amount of pieces with regard to our First Nations people. And um, so I got this one's called Defender of This Place. And you give me the word and I'll start. When you're ready. Okay. Defender of This Place. A ghostly image, tall and proud, walks the rock face unbowed. Defender of the forest, animals and birds of Earth's elements, air, water, undeterred. The pristine world he knew well of crystal lakes he once canoed is being destroyed by our human race. Giant tears fall down his face. Still, he softly walks in state, reminds all those who stop and gaze. Their Earth gives each one's needs. Protect her. Save her, he now pleads. A ghostly image, tall and proud, walks the rock face unbowed. Remember the beauty of this place. Preserve her. In turn, she will embrace. End poem. I love that. I love that. That was beautiful, honey. Thank you. The picture that I had as a prompt was a waterfall coming down uh, the rock face, and it looks, in my interpretation of that, looked like there was um, this guardian of the, uh, of the, of the earth and uh, the First Nations, and so that's what inspired me to write that piece. That's beautiful. Thank you. And, and he's still, he's listening online, so he heard that, so that, I, that's kind of neat. Oh, I good. love it when you guys inspire each other. I love it when you uh, all play so nicely together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate his poetry too. And um, and I, I wrote this other one. It's called Two Wolves. So it was interesting. You were talking about the wolves earlier, and uh, mm-hmm. I wrote this one six years ago, um, and it's called Two Wolves. 
She stood on the hill looking toward the mountains, her black hair shining in the sun, dressed in white buckskin of Cherokee tradition. From the ancients' voices, she can no longer run. She is tired. The wolf of greed, of hate, and bad deeds has been her guard she no longer craves to feed. The ancestors, her her spirit guides, are calling her to come back to the earth, the air, and the water. Mournful music of the tribe, trail of tears, they cried. The maiden listened to the story told by the spirit guides. Treaties written then broken for gold, her people died. Four thousand of hunger exposed to winter's cold. Why? The ancients spoke with love, urging the black-haired beauty, come home, stand tall with pride. Teach our children Cherokee language. Teach them love. Teach our children their worth. Give them hope from us above. Show young braves and maidens, too, the beauty and strength our people once knew. Bring them our history, our culture, our songs. Sing of the ancients, how we guide them along. Teach them to make the kanuchi from the hickory nuts sweet. Show them the gifts of the land they can eat. Bean, bread, corn, dried fruit, and meats. Take all of this knowledge, our circles complete. She stands on the hill facing the mountain. The wolf she chooses makes the ancients so proud. The maiden stands tall, her feet on the ground. She feeds the wolf of Cherokee history. She vows and poem. Beautiful, sweetheart. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. So, do me a favor. Did you hear the first part of the show? I know that your one of your goals this year is to get your book done. And, yeah, um, I yeah. Uh, I wrote down everything as fast as I could possibly write it. Um, I missed number five and number nine of the prompts. Um, so you can come back at the end of the show and listen to the archives, listen to the podcast, and start and stop okay. at your leisure. Because I know I go through those kind of quickly, you know. But really, listen when I when I talk at the beginning of the show about you know the, the setting yourself two small monthly goals to get to your goal by the end of the year. You know when I yes. talked about because a lot of you guys have a goal of writing a book, getting a book done by the end of the year, and a lot of you haven't done one before. And yes. you know for those of you who haven't done one, you know can glean some knowledge off the ones that have and the ones that have can share ideas and things like that. So, you know, I really want to be able to work on that to help you guys reach some of your goals and, and do some of the things you want to do. So I know that was one of yours. So. Thank you. And I posted on your page, your Facebook page, um, an event that's coming up on uh, this coming Monday um, on uh, uh, January the 10th. Uh, at 11.30, I'm being featured on another radio program, the DSR, uh, with Mr. Boston uh, and DJ uh, Kane Spade. So I'm very excited about that, and I've put the, a poster on your wall in your Facebook page for anybody. Well, I'm that glad that you did that. I, I tell people to do stuff like that all the time, and they don't always listen. That's okay. They don't have to listen to me, but it's really cool when they do. <laughs> so thank you. I love okay. it. Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully you'll listen in or call in and, 
and uh, take part in it. It should be. I'm very excited about it, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Oh, tell people yes. how to find you again. Your Facebook page. Uh, well, the, on the, the poster on your wall. You can find me at that show, but you can find me on uh, um, All Poetry. Uh, it's uh, allpoetry.com, and I'm just uh, there as myself uh, and um, um, a, one of the many poets that are on that site and also on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton. And uh, cool. I thank you so much for having me again. Just a really <laughs> fun fun uh, time to spend with you. You're so kind and and uh, you're caring. part of the family. You're you're like furniture here now. You just belong here. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not you know having you here. You're just here. You're you're us. You're you're your family. So you're good. Yeah. We're glad you're here. Okay. To be long. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week, honey. Yes, thanks. Okay. All right, you guys. Our next caller comes from, uh, speaking of, area code 216. 216, you're on the air. I am. You are, Mama. <laughs> well, thank did you, you for me, playing. Did you hear me? Yes, I did. I was just thanking you for playing Nina. Uh, when I had my other voice, you know, before I got my old grandma voice. Yeah, I love hearing that. <laughs> I can't even do that high pitch. That I can't even do that anymore. <laughs> when I got that high pitch there going. So, yeah, I got a thrill out of that. Thanks. Um, I, love, I love that piece. Thanks, too. So, how's everything going? How's uh, Christopher? He's he's doing fine. He's a little pissy about his car getting ruined. It's in the shop. They're going to see if they can do anything to save it from, you know, being a fish. But mm-hmm. other than that, he's doing fine. Well, okay. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I haven't been out the house. I'm packing up the move. But I'm not going to that nursing home thing because they they wanted my uh, my next six born children. Wow. Tell them, tell them they can have the next twelve kids. No, I mean they wanted everything in my next uh, my next six uh, born children. So I kind of feel like no, I'm not ready to give up my life just to go in there. I mean I'm not in diapers. I mean God. Yeah, yeah. The, the you know the sit stuff's nice because you have someone come in and clean for you. You know, if I could get someone to come in and cook and clean for me, I'd I'd move into one of those places in a second. But you do. You have to basically sign over everything, and they just take care of you, and that's that's not good. It's not good to give up that control. You know, we're all going to get to that place someday, and we're going to be very grateful to have that there, to have those people there. But, you know, you're not ready for that, I don't think. It's not that level. Yeah. At the point when I came out of there, I might have been, but... I just don't think I was ready to submit like that to just be. Mm-mm. You gotta keep yeah. fighting. Okay, yeah. so I got two pieces pulled up for you, darling. And okay. one of them, uh, since I don't want to be an invalid and be old, I guess I'll read this one called. Um, uh, I'll try to remember when life was um, a little bit more sensual. And so the name of this piece is called Born Again Freak, the Rewrite. 
just as soon as you said that instantly I thought about the poem I would read I would write if I were to have that prompt. That's funny as hell. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, I'm not, but okay. <laughs> Born again freak. I was a virgin for a long time. Waited until he pulled back that veil and kissed me for the first time. I never wanted to be handled or touched. He being my first, I became weak for the musk of him. Innocence replaced with lust. Through him I learned to trust, yearning to explore his chemistry. His chemistry intrigued me. I loved to cuddle under him for the foreplay, but I never wanted to go all the way. New to womanhood, I was a shy delight. Watching him undress, I awakened to his flavor. I could relish in his touch. He brought out that streak in me, that freak in me, a natural ability that only he could induce. He squeezed the juice from my fruit. No one else could do it. In another place in time, our signals were aligned, and then he became aloof to our truth. And time passed, and I could inhale no one else. Others were never fresh. They were always stale. I stayed in celibacy, wrestled with that spirit in me, nearly 20 years without, without sharing sheets. I became a re-virgin for certain, repulsed by mankind, turned my head away when people spoke to me, repulsed by the air that stirred by any other human being. After years and years, he returned. He found me unchanged, waiting to inhale his fragrant smell. Soon he settled in. We began to make love again. To make me laugh again, he cited the truth in my eyes. I could not hide what was inside. There was a rumbling within. My eager freak met him tit for tat. He touched me places, and I touched him back. He awakened me erotically. Everything was at stake, the output and the intake, holding back nothing. I am his escalated freak, a volcano born from the abstinence I was held, endured, now born again. This long-awaited touch created a streak in me, and only he could bring out that freak in me. He was my spirituality, and I loved him religiously, and I'd be born again in all as well. In peace. <laughs> what a roller coaster. <laughs> that was beautiful, Mama. Okay. You're not ashamed of me? Not ashamed of you. <laughs> just, I've seen the pictures of you. My mom is a hottie. To this mm. day, you you put pictures up there and your your eyes could couldn't melt anyone. Well thank you, daughter, for being open minded. 
<laughs> I remember um, the very I'm, first time you called into the show and you read <laughs> an erotic piece and I absolutely did not. It's like, oh, my God, I had no idea what to think because I'd never heard you read anything erotic. But I've grown since then. It's been years, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'd like to think I'm more of an adult now. <laughs> okay, so I'll do I'll do a, a, a part. Let me see what I'm going to do. I'm going to do um, a it for that. Where is it? Where is it? Words. You want to hear words or you want to hear? Okay. It's got words specifically. Collecting words has resulted into a lifetime of gatherings. Now I am choosing which words to send you. I send you choice words on special days and specific words on chosen days. I share words that are specific to the cause or for a special occasion, ruling words, boss words, succinct and specific comical words, healing or forgiving words. When hungry, I feed you with my words. I add spice. Some call them explicit. My words are a collection of selections. Choice words for all occasions. When I am speaking, one or more of my words may offend or diss you, but not really. Words should never be apologetic because you should know they are subject to interpretation. Even the truth can be told with a slant. What I say may be a rant, like when I have to explain to Langs that all lives and black lives matter is not the same. There are degrees of lane, and some are just gone too far. Can't even begin to explain where to start, where to start. My thoughts may not always be calibrated to represent exactly what I meant. Words I use to establish a thought or concept may not be what you understand it to represent. I am not of disestablishment. It is I attempting but not always bringing forth a meeting of the mind. Getting understanding is another human feat. Communication, communicating for another human being to receive you. Most minds are out of reach. Getting through to them is like a security breach. How certain words make you feel is felt by your subliminal choice. Once I'm involved, it's a mystery to solve how you apply them to your wound is your call. It all depends on the appeal it has to your ears. You can retreat or feel defeated. You may feel these words need to be repeated or just ignored. Oh, that's not my fault. Somehow, those particular words stuck and struck you peculiar. Or maybe they did not suit you. Yet you suited up and wore them, walked around all day feeling some kind of way until they felt familiar. And eventually you owned them, wearing wonton words, these words, 
that did not suit you, did not fit you, but you wore them anyway, and somehow that's not my fault. Maybe you were thinking they were food for thought before contemplating. You ate them up. You devoured those words, those crazy, spicy words that were sprinkled heavily, heavy-handedly over my sentences like salt from a salt shaker. Sadly, only you could make the decision on how those words affected you. And you choose to brood or to bond with those words. You claimed that to be your truth. Being willfully ignorant is not so blissful after all. No names were called. That means those words specifically spoke to you. So you knew. That's words specifically by Mama Oladeji, the Around Queen, wrote that in 2020. Absolutely beautiful. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to be doing to start on your book, Mama? Well, I think probably because I'm in the middle of trying to move. I don't. I don't want to be getting. We're going to get that done this year. You're going to. You're going to get this stuff taken care of. You need to get taken care of right now. But then I'm going to help you make sure that gets done this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just taking my moment to moment because I got so much, uh, so much to do, and especially just even moving at my age, just packing up everything and moving is just big. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You say so, my darling. Um, it has to be done. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. I love you, Mama. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, Vicky Aqua Poetry Soup uh, on Facebook, uh, All Round Queen on Facebook, uh, yeah, Vicky Aqua on Facebook. Uh, there, there you'll find me. They're here on Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time at the Big Easy Cafe. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. Love you so much, so dearly. Thank you. you, It's going to be a great year in 2022, and I'm really glad you're here with me. Yeah. I am also. All right. Next poet, please. (laughs) All right, Mama. We'll talk to you in a little bit. I love that mean mugging Mama. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) We'll talk to you in a bit. Nobody better be mean mugging mama. All right. Our next caller comes from 860. 860, you're on the air. Oh, hi, Nyla. It's Krisha How are you? Hey, sweetheart. I wondered if that was you. The area, you're calling from a different number than you normally call from. The area code's right. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah, it doesn't show up as the same number. At least oh, the number I know. Or I'm wrong and just confused because I've had no, too I've much had bottled number. water. I've had this number for a year, so I did have another number before that. Hmm. Yeah, I just I posted on your timeline because of what you said to um, the first caller. What did I say? 
that your time I think you were saying your timeline is for us like a bulletin board. Oh, it is. Stuff. It is. And yeah. that's I re- it really is. That's like we are we're community. You know, the Speakeasy Cafe, it all started out. You know, like we talked about our anniversary show. We are a little quirky coffee shop. Molly, the Irish, beautiful Irish redhead girl, she is our waitress. You know, we all love Molly, and we all hang out at the coffee shop together, and my page is our bulletin board. So whatever you want to share with people, post on there. That's that's for you guys. It's yeah, not, it's not for good. my jam recipes. Yeah, so I posted um, a link to my website so people, if they want to read what I'm reading after. Very you know cool. I mean? uh-huh. Yeah, because it's my most recent two entries. And then I was thinking, I was driving home from my mother's, and um, I was thinking, oh, my God, did I miss, like, your New Year's Eve show? But that was because last year, New Year's Eve was on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, let me just take a sip of water before I read. I wasn't expecting to be so soon. <clears throat> I have to. Okay. I have to ask you. I have before you get started. I have to ask you about something. Yeah. All right. So I posted the notice for the show, right. and I, I and I know you saw it, but I get this note from Michael Todd, and it reads, "Quote: It snowed several inches today, so I am out of pocket." doing snow-blowing things, or snowbound things. So I will not be at the poetry show tonight. Krista will be there. It's planning at 10, so uh, we will be represented. She and I have been working on a theory on how to change the path of a stream that that does not depend solely on gravity. Don't get her started on rivers. Now, I have never been one that shied away from poking a bear. So tell me about rivers. Oh, uh, it's just Mike, Michael, Mikey. So why is he coming in? He's home. He's homebound. I, I don't know. Maybe it's still snowing or something. But anyway. So, I don't um, know. But you just, yeah, I thought he was out like snow blowing neighbors' driveways. But if he's just yeah, sitting at home right yeah, now, he's in trouble. Yeah. You, he, you blessed his, he, he has no, no alibi no, now. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I think he, maybe he didn't go into work, which is like, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> But it must be bad in Tennessee. So my aunt lives right near him, same town, and um, which is too bad I didn't know him when I went there to pick up my dog. I didn't know him yet because that's how I got to know him because I could have seen him. But um, Tennessee has had more snow than Connecticut. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? That is so, really bizarre. The river thing, he's just starting shit. <laughs> he's just like Mikey. So... Um, the only thing I can think about, think of, is that a long time ago, in in my manuscript I was writing about the sea, or I had a poem about the sea, and he's like, oh, you know, he identifies more with rivers. It wasn't a critique, but we just ended up talking about the shore, um, and yeah. So I was very, I'm very cognizant of that now. Like I, I did change a few things to rivers, but I, I'm not sure what he's talking about. I <laughs> think he's just trying to play with you <laughs> and me. And me. <laughs> Isn't he? He's an. He's so. He's so amazing. He is such a good man. Yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. thankful he brought you to us. You know that was one of our amazing gifts in the year 2021. Was that you know you joined us. You joined our family. I'm glad you're yeah, with us. Yeah, I actually. I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a few years actually. I did this with him in 2016. So he read my poetry at first a few times and then I'm not really sure when I started reading 
I don't know, maybe three years ago, but not, not you know, not regularly because, you know, my <laughs> green anatomy thing. And then sometimes I'm sick because I get lupus flare-ups and I don't, you know, communicate. So, but anyway. All right. So Has it really been three years since you've been coming here? At least. Why do I think it's, it's only a year? I guess it's because, you know, time flies when you're having fun. I don't know. Or I'm getting old. Yeah. I have no sense of time anymore. What year you know? is this? Why is it night? Why is it dark? Who's that man? <laughs> I, re- I remember as a kid, my brother and I listening to the radio for the countdown of like the top 100 songs or however many for the year. And I was young and I remember thinking like, oh my God, it's, you know, how old I'm going to be for 2000. I'm going to be 33. <laughs> I thought I was really old. You know, and now it's like 22, 22 years after that. Crazy. You know, I think that I aged, I think I went to age 27 and I stopped. Because in my brain, I, I will always be that age. That was my perfect age. And I, I think that's where my mentality is at. You know, I'm not so much a kid anymore. I don't think, you know, like a, a kid, but I'm not, you know, big responsible. I I'm, I'm think I'm just going to be perpetually forever 27. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I. I mean. I think I was born with an old soul, and um, unfortunately, I do feel aged because of like the lupus. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just affecting my joints and my, you know, and I'm the connective tissue disease and children's syndrome. I hate to complain, but um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I know what it is. So, yeah. So that's that's aged me. That makes me feel old. But um. But yeah, I'm still a child. I think every poet is still a child on some level. You know, seeing the world fresh. It's so funny you bring up the old soul thing because I was thinking about that today, you know, about, about the whole thing about, you know, how my – it kind of segued right into it, me talking about that because that's, that's what I was thinking about today. And I'm thinking about, you know, how when I was younger, everyone told me I was an old soul. And now that I'm older, everybody tells me I am such a child at heart. So where, yeah. is, where was that transition from become? what did my old soul transition because, because into being a young now. heart? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. because so – so I remember um, showing my poetry when I was 19. It was a cocktail waitress, and the guy was like, oh, let me see it. And he was like, oh, you have a really old soul. Well, you know, we were talking because I was 19. So now that I'm 54, <laughs> my soul is old. <laughs> Do you but know what I mean? But then, so but, you know, it's like, it's like it went in reverse. You know, when did my soul, yeah, old reverse. soul become yeah. a child or, you know, yeah. a child's heart? And so I was trying to figure out how I could word that. You know, maybe you can help me think about that. Maybe we can work on a collaboration together. But, you know, when did oh, our yeah. old, you know, from a, from a woman growing older point perspective, when did we become, when did we go become old souls into, I mean, where did that happen? How does that happen? What? How would we even explain that transition? You know, because I don't feel like an old soul anymore. No, you know, I, we're old. <laughs> I mean, I you know, know maybe it's because are, I, I feel more like, you know, my Soldier Rue is talking about, you know, the coyote trickster. You know, yeah, like I think that, that I think it's because we're becoming here. like the ants on the movie. You know, like I talk to Debbie all the time, the ants on the movie Practical Magic, where we're making midnight margaritas. That's who we are now. Huh? <laughs> have you ever seen that, that movie? movie? No, I'm writing it down. Oh, you have to watch oh. it. My Practical Magic. It's got yeah, uh, it. Sandra Bullock and what's his face? Uh, what's his face's ex-wife in it? Um, huh. Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Oh, I love her. I love her. It's um, a fantastic think, movie, think, but when it comes to the midnight margarita scene, that's that's us. 
Nice. And then as far as, like, I remember somebody told me, um, I don't know, I think my dad was really sick, and the person, yeah, my mom went to get a wig because her hair is thinning and she thought she wanted to look good because we thought my dad was going to die. It was took two more years, but the wig looks so fake. I don't think she's ever worn it. But um, Sally said, the hairdresser, and I went to her as a little girl, um, that the youth, and maybe everybody knows the saying, but the youth, youth is wasted on the young. Youth is wasted on the young, and it really is. It is. It is. Yeah. Because, I mean, the concept of time back then and, you know, you think you're in the center of the universe and, yeah. You, just don't you think you have all the time in the world. If I could go back and talk to my young self, the, what I would tell them is, listen carefully. If you go to school someday, people will pay you to play in dirt. <laughs> that's, oh, my God. You know, that's what I would say. And then I would spend the rest of my life being Indiana Jones. Yeah, I just I just wrote something about I don't know if it was a poem or not. I think it was just like I was writing lines, and I don't think I use it, but it's something about like um, what would I tell my young? Uh, I'll find it for you. I don't I don't want to take up too much time. Um, yeah, I'll find it for you. It was something about like what would my young self tell me now? And it was basically like look. Oh, I know. I posted because I was um, at this pond where I grew up and went ice skating. I was taking pictures. And I did arts and crafts there in the summer, and I was like, what would my young, what would I say to my young self, or what would my young self say to me? Look at my art. Um, look at my skating. And what would my old self say to her? Your your art is beautiful. Your skating is, you know, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Not> very helpful. <laughs> you know what's really sad to me? You know, you, like I said, I was getting really nostalgic and thinking about, you know, this new year and transitioning. But I was thinking about the young kids nowadays. Um, somebody was telling me they they were talking about um, they were talking about playing a new video game called Minecraft or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and my grandbaby plays that. Now, granted, you guys have to keep in mind I was a grandma before I was forty. It kind of tells you about oh my, my life, God. right? I know, wow. right? That's nuts. <laughs> so, so, but I'm sitting there watching my my grandbaby play Minecraft on the computer, and just doing this stuff and and playing on the playing video games on the phone, and it's like they're 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 three, like you know, two, three years old, and they're just <laughs> doing shit that I can't even <laughs> comprehend, you know. And then oh, I'm yeah, thinking about myself so that new. age and growing yeah. up, and how sad it is to me. I mean, I understand that the world is moving into more technology, and that is the future, and things are going to be much different, you know, when, than when I was a child. But it makes me really sad that they, they will never understand the magic of a wooden screen door slamming, that sound, yeah. or understand yep. what it was like to sleep out in the yard all night long and play with the neighbor kids, you know. Yep. And have free reign of the neighborhood and running wild and, you know, or any of that stuff. It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous now, right? Um, but there's, just, so there's no desire for them to do that. You know, they won't know what a paper cut no, is. No, no, they're on their phone. They're on their phone. But, and, and, and they, so, you know, it's like I'm not getting these kids any <laughs> any electronics, blah, blah. I sound like an old fogey now, and I'm not that old. You know, but I still, I, feel, I just still like, I feel like an old fogey because I'm not buying them any of it. I'm buying them paint. <laughs> I feel really old, like um, 
you know, you hear your parents say, oh, I walked three miles in the snow at school. Well, for me, it's like I remember carbon paper. <laughs> I remember going to St. Allen and my mother paying and getting the carbon paper and being so happy <laughs> to use it. And then the other thing, you know, Google, before Google, we were in the library with the freaking card catalog. <laughs> hmm Yep. But see, the Internet, that's one of the things I can say about it now is the, the kids – they are way smarter than I ever was at my age, at that age. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, the because they have the world at their fingertips. They aren't left to learn only by the influences that are handed to them. They, they are allowed to go out and feed their own curiosity, and therefore, you know, they are so much smarter, so much smarter oh, than yeah. we were. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, the social media is messing them up and TikTok, you know. I agree. TikTok is the devil. Oh, yeah, somebody died recently just uh, doing, you know, copying something. Kid died. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so um, I'm going to read two sections from Dirge, a ballet for 13 dancers. Um, I'm going to read seven and eight. So I have, I have nine, 10, 11, 12. I have five more to write, basically, and then I'll be done. It, was gonna be a, it could be a chapbook, but I'm going to have it in the middle of a full-length book. It's going to be three parts, and it's going to be the centerpiece. Because um, I, I just want a full-length book. I have nothing against chapbooks, and I'm proud of my last chapbook, but I don't know. I would just feel better. Yeah, I would feel better with a full-length book. All right. Yeah, and somebody just asked me, like, why do you feel like you need to have one? I'm like, okay, it's kind of a long answer. All right, so third section seven, and they're all going to have little subtitles and the number of dancers and the names, but this one just seven just has a title for now. Uh, third, Ballet for 13 Dancers, Section 7, is called Orpheus Cut Out in Singing. Unhinged from the ceiling, the gray moss was wind scattered by Wednesday. Then nothing left, not even a frame for a sentence shed. Last, win- last winter, the bicycle spoke catch a hand. Everyone in a hurry to take the remote, give back the shoulder until then. Behind the TV, I'm watering pieces of music. During commercials, we might live on the same channels, eat the same cereal, before Orphic cords scramble us through artery streets in need of better cloaks for January. I have grown new considerations for purple, for melody, for the play, the theater misplaced and fuzzy. One adjusts and can be two or three thousand bits at the bottom of the issue, the fairy tale lesson of the castle and boat. Stay behind the dilapidated garage, sorry for your disheveled anguish. Whom have you told? The windows can be purified from bloodshed, the filthy blackboard a face, thrown out a fact. Park your car where the bruised sky collects declarations before expunged. The house detaches from the gelatinous sea animal, but there is always a new friend. Press here to become curious again, in love with nothing but the arrival of stage, obsessive singing. In the meantime, we must go quickly. It is dangerous and stunning. Night swallows the sequined stars, moving the clouds cloudy. You must drink the anodyne, sequestered in proverbs, regenerate eventually. The sea urchin drowns the book of explanations in another book about a book. We're inventing time to glue the paper guitar back onto Orpheus's missing arm. And Wow. That was and then, delicious um, and complex. Thank you. I'm going to read the next one, too, unless you want me to stop. Um, no, so Dirt 8, yeah, Dirt 8 doesn't have a little subtitle yet. Um, 
Okay, search eight. The strings were having an intense conversation before the gamelan interrupted. Flatlines the tempo, mood shift, the way a plane leaves sound. The brass on hold during extraterrestrial chanting. Someone left the privacy wall open before I lost another level I thought I lost while I was something else before I was. You know, the bargaining ships. We're all watching you bandage your Achilles heel for tonight's unraveling. Ophelia's long hair flowing under the ice put in a photograph. Those aren't the right clothes for a curbside funeral, but red suits you. When the Joker hit the heel, the captain's blood sank too many packed in, fishing for better chapters. Some souvenirs aren't recyclable because chaos reifies us on repeat. The house absorbed me into sheetrock, not windows. Ideas can't move clouds because clouds, clouds can't move ideas. When you solve the enigma, it ceases to exist. We've erased the surveillance camera footage. We were traveling 230 miles per hour if someone asked for the report. An A in elusiveness and perhaps gracefulness, at times C minus in extrication, C minus in concision, absurdity and occasional buy-in, the rest to be determined at the end of the show. Please find the pamphlet under your seat. The manuals didn't explain the spin-out. We scrimmed for another game, the Let's Get Back Together oblivion tour through a violent eternity. The body never sleeps in the same room. Verbs in the story fall out. The text I am writing disappears. The text I am writing disappears. That was incredible. Thank you. Five more to that write. was awesome. Yeah, I actually have four more to write, one more to revise. You what? I, 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 um, I have four more to write and one to revise, the next one to revise. But um, I did a poetry reading on Bofest. I don't know if you know them. I told them about you. Um, and actually, the, founding, the founder of it, um, James Bryant, he called in. He might be reading. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I told him about your show. And I called in, they do, like, this writing prompt one, you know, like, I think they do, like, a readers, um, I was one of three featured readers, I think they do that every other Tuesday, and then they do this writing draft thing that's really cool, so it's so funny, because I wanted to check that out, and um, I called, and from the Facebook page, thinking I could just, like, listen or something, I don't know what I was thinking, and he picked up, and I, like, thumbs up. Because I didn't know if I like called somebody's house or something, and then on air I hear him say like, "Oh, somebody hung up." So yeah, I was, I was saying because I'm so used to your show, but so the and what was it? Who is it again? James Bryant, and he does SPOFO, S P O capital F O, which is together. Yeah, that's so awesome. Okay, oh, we will definitely watch for him. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because I told him all about you. Yep. But thank so, you. Yeah, I hope it was. I hope it was all good. It was. It was excellent. And I yeah. I think <laughs> <you need> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll share that reading with you. Very cool. On your on your timeline. All right, thank Nyla. You. And this might right. be. I know, right? Tell everyone how to find yeah. you so they can come see you, hon. Okay. Um, I'm at um, ChristianJoePeck.com. K R Y S I A J O P E K dot com and I just put my website link up on um Nyla's Facebook timeline. Okay. 
So if people want to read what I just read themselves, it's there. They're all there. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for being a part of our family, and we love you dearly. Oh, I love you. Happy 2022. (laughs) You too, honey. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, sweetheart. Okay, I've gotten about six emails so far, you guys. I just want to let you know. Um, I am aware that I forgot to read my piece at the beginning of the show as per our agreement for the last three years because I never read on the show. I always just let you guys read. So we made came to the agreement that I would read a piece of mine on the first show of every single month. So I am going to take a minute to do that. I'm actually working on a book titled Devouring Stars, and this is going to be a piece in it. And the version I pulled up to read is a little bit older, and so it's not edited down. The first of it isn't edited down, so you're going to get the whole thing that I wrote. Um, But I'm going to go through this really quickly, and we'll get back to our callers. This is probably one of my favorite pieces pieces I wrote. I wrote this right after I moved to Oregon. I used to live in Cheyenne, Wyoming, up on Happy Jack Road. And I wrote this after moving back to Oregon. And in Oregon, everything is green and solid wall of green. You can't get out of your car and walk anywhere because you just walk into a face full of green and spider webs. And I really missed being able to sit there and see the horizon. And when there was a sunset, you could turn 360 degrees and it was a 300, you didn't have to look west for the sunrise, the sunset, because the entire sky was a sunset. It was just, I can't even explain to you, there's no more beautiful place in the world than that area. And so I wrote this piece, and um, this is the, uh, the little precursor to the, to the piece. So uh, it's called Displaced. And, and, then, and then I wrote, my toes sink in and sweet grass makes room. A prairie flower may be plucked from this place, but her roots cannot be torn from the red soil. She will always be here, her scent lingering and longing, calling like a whisper running wild over endless yellow on warm prairie winds. Always she will return to the place where she blooms. That was written in my journal in Cheyenne, Wyoming on July 17th in 1993. Okay, so this is the poem that I wrote to that. After I, after I read that in my journal, I sat down and wrote this poem called Displaced. The prairie, so far away. Closing eyes, I am there still. Warm wind makes love to skin. Thunderheads roll the horizon like ghost dust remembering buffalo. Summer was his sky, barely blue, more bleached than bones. Wading deep, sweet grass waves tickle legs. White poppies intoxicate bumblebees, large as pony beads, wings drumming hard. I was born already buried in this place. Womb of thought brings rebirth, delivers me to red soil earth. Lingering palpable, a heartbeat heard even now, its melody calling me back. I am bound there still, veins running wildness. I feel it inside, the Mustang pounding in my chest and that's that's it that's my piece so there it is i read my piece first show first show of the year first show of the month there you go and uh, that one's real special to me i absolutely that's like part of my soul that one there so 
There you go. I did it. You guys can stop sending me emails now. <laughs> I was a good girl. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. I'm going to give the lineup of our next callers just so you kind of have an idea. We have 832 followed by 60 or 660. And then we also have area codes 520, 407, and 302. You guys are not in the lineup. So if you guys are here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you. If you decide to come on the air, just press 1, and that will alert me that it's okay to unmute you and bring you on with me. Again, that's area code 520-407. Hello, darling. Glad you're here. Love you, and Happy New Year. And 302. All right, so if any of the three of you want to come on the air, just press 1. If you're here just hanging out listening, great. You don't need to. If you change your mind anytime, press 1, and it will let me know that it's okay to unmute your mic and bring you on. So, but our next three callers come from, our next two callers come over where we go. Where did I go? My board is messing up. Let's get three, or 832. Let's get them on the air. 832, you, are you with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello. Okay. Hey, I'm going to stop speaking here. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Good. Okay. You can hear me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Kurt Lovelace. I'm calling from Houston. Uh got stuck here. I'm usually from the East Coast, but <laughs> COVID has been bad in many ways. Uh, so isolating people in, in strange <laughs> places sometimes. Uh, yeah, that can, that point, can sometimes uh, is, be fun if it's for good reasons. Uh, right. It's true. True. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is from – I have two books coming out in 2022. One was supposed to come out last year, but it's been delayed for all kinds of reasons, and it's called Halfway Between Everywhere. And this is, um, and the second book is called Disfigurements, but Halfway Between Everywhere is the book I'm working on. The first book will be out in the next uh, two months or so, February, should be out. Um, this poem is called At Hippie Hollow Near Austin, Texas. At Hippie Hollow Near Austin, Texas. It used to be beautiful until people got there with ideas. I don't know why a parking lot should cover the green velvet moss that wrapped the long slippery slight stone path to the water under the thick green sun spackled trees that was like walking through golden pollen hovering inside the vest of a vast leprechaun before opening out onto a beige pebbled beach of bodies bobbing naked in the sun shallows or reclining like purposeful porpoises that Manet or Seurat would gladly have painted hips and breasts with delicate French brushstrokes. I decline the $5 asking price and drive on back to Austin, talking to myself, feeling like Matthew McConaughey in a car commercial, famous in my own mind, alone, and bewildered. Wow. So and the let second me tell one here something. Had you, wait, 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 wait. Hippie Hollow, did you experience it before the paved parking lot? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, always an open spot, free. Anybody just go up there. And uh, there was no parking lot, no $5 admission fee. Uh, nothing was there. It was just a, a, you park on the side of the road and you walk through the woods. Mm-hmm to get there, and that's what it was back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. It was a, a, nudist, a nude beach, actually, uh, that's inside Lake Travis up there in, in the hills in Austin. And, and when you were, when that's why I asked you, because when you were reading that, I understood I lived every single word with you. 
There was one time I was driving through, um, last piece I wrote was about Wyoming, but there was one time I was driving through Wyoming, and way off in the distance I saw this weird rock. And huh. the more I drove, the bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it got, and it was crazy. It's like, what in the heck is that? And I'm out in the middle of nowhere on this two-lane highway, and I pull over the side of the road because it's like, what in the heck is that great big rock doing sitting there? And I get right, out, and I start right. walking towards it, and I see this little tiny wooden sign halfway down this footpath that says Independence Rock. <laughs> and I get out to Independence Rock, and I start reading, you know, Betty Lou is here in 1861, and, wow. you know, Oregon wow. Bound, you know, all the names scratching the rock, and it was like this huge, giant, giant whale. I mean, it was a mountain of rock in the middle of the Yellow Prairie for no rhyme or reason why it was sitting there. And if you closed your eyes, it was like time stood still. You could smell the wagon wheel grease, and you could smell the the bread frying, and you could hear the kids laughing, and you could hear a fiddle, and you could see the trail. I mean, when you opened your eyes, you could actually see the wagon trail path still going through the the, the yellow prairie grass. And, you know, it was like no time had passed. If you stood there long enough, you'd see the billowing white sails of the of the land yachts coming over the horizon to stay camp there. I mean, it was so untouched. It was like a time yeah. machine. You know, yeah, it absolutely transformed like you back. Yeah, yeah. And I went to tell yeah. someone about that, and I went to look it up on the Internet because I plan on – there's a book I'm writing about places like that, and I'm not going to keep going because I'll just get convoluted and we'll be talking stories forever, but that's one of the places I'm going to be talking about in my book. And I looked it up on the Internet because I was talking to someone about it, and they've built a rest stop there. Not only have they built a rest stop with the gas, the great big cement bathrooms and the walkways Aww. and the underpasses, but now they've got a great big cement walkway path that goes all the way around it with the handrails, and there's graffiti painted on the rock. And I'm thinking, no one, will, no one again will ever be able yeah, to walk yeah. out to that rock on that foot trail and time yeah. travel the way I did. No one will ever experience or be able to taste the history in the wind or smell it or hear the whispers of it in the grass. Yeah. No one will ever experience it. They ruined it. They totally ruined it. And so when you were reading that poem, I knew your yeah. sorrow. You know, I'm yeah. so well, sorry it, that there aren't nymphs naked in the water anymore. Right. It's a universal experience nowadays. Everything is being commercialized that was not commercialized before. And uh, the, the great sadness of advertising, they even commercialize our, our our holidays our emotions uh it's all turned into a tv commercial to sell something you don't really need you know those everything is being done that way it's being defaced mm-hmm. so um that's that's absolutely true and i i can tell you something about your experience there uh there's a place in the Adirondacks in new york up upper state of new york that had uh it's called the devil's table i think and it's a rock formation a flat rock formation you have to hike up to it as opposed to many people had uh, jumped off at some point. But it's got a bad reputation, but uh, it's, it's inaccessible. You'll really. have to hike through the woods to get to it. So once you're up there, you get this great view, and no one's commercialized that. Well, there are still places that are hidden away in places. You know, they're just not. They're still wild. And you can imagine being in the 1800s or earlier, still there, what mm-hmm. it would have been like when Native Americans are walking around or for cellar saws, that sort of thing. There are some places, not many left. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it makes me realize just what a parasite we can be, right? Oh, we are parasitical on this earth. I'm a mm-hmm. mathematician by training, as I do, and I'm 
a publisher and writer. But uh, are you sure you're you not know, my are, brother from another mother or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me read you my next poem if you like. <clears throat> let me read one more here. This is called Vuja Day. <clears throat> Vuja Day. When I woke today, not deja vu, but Vuja Day struck me. Everything's unfamiliar of the moon's faceless side. No bright terror cognito. It was as if I'd had a stroke. I wouldn't know it, would I? So I smiled and acted nice. The woman kissed me hard and kissed me twice. I let her tongue slide down my throat. I whisper thanks for the buttered toasted bagel she's made. I pat the collie's head, panting in my lap. Wave bye to the teenage boy, slackering to catch a school bus. I watch wind-depeddled roses shimmer in light rain. Everything is the first time I've seen it. I'm in a dream that's dreaming without me. The air in my hand is the only map I hold. The air in my hand is the only map I hold. That is absolutely brilliant. That's probably one of my favorite lines I've heard in a long time. Thank you. That should be a bumper sticker. That should be on T-shirts. That should be on coffee cups. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm absolutely serious. I would buy that on a coffee cup. I would seriously buy that on a coffee cup. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The whole poem was great, but that line was epic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it reminds me of like uh, when you say that of my favorite line of William Matthews is uh, "Sleep is my radio, and all its news is true." <laughs> you know, I love line it. Line that's kind of yeah, amazing like that. You get that. A lot of poets do that. Though, the lines here and there that just strike you as you know really something you don't forget easily. So, mm-hmm. but uh, thank you for listening. Um, Oh, absolutely. It was a thrill, and it was a pleasure, and I'm really hoping that you come back. Now that you found your I hope you come back and share whole bunches, a lot. Well, I've been here one time, 18 months ago, I came on your show and read something. 18, that's very precise. Track yeah, well, it was, I remember, I have a good memory for things like that, and uh, yeah, so it was, uh, uh, I lost track of you, and then I was online. I read about three times a week now, like Spofo, she was mentioning Spellfest, other groups there, uh, East Coast, West Coast, and I'm also in an Indian diaspora group in Silicon Valley, which is all Hindu, uh, Bengali, uh, Pakistani uh, natives of the diaspora there from that group. And then the only Anglo there invited me in, and it's all professors from Berkeley and Stanford. It's quite a fascinating group of people. They, They read in Hindu. They read in Sanskrit. They can read Sanskrit. And they read Bengali, and um, that's really a mind-blowing experience. Every Saturday night we do that there. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very small Zoom group. But uh, the rest of my groups are all American, you know, in, here in, in the East Coast, West Coast, or Central. Um, so, And you are the only radio host I've ever – I remember talking to you 18 months ago. We talked, and I read something or other, and uh, you're delightful. I love your show. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that you get a chance to call in more often because I really would love to get to know both you and your work much better. I oh, think that okay, you know, yeah. I think I, you're very very inspiring. And uh Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to get these books out this year. I've been delayed like for some time and I'd love to read. I'll be back. Uh your readings are are weekly or monthly? 
We do these shows every Thursday night. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll start coming every Thursday night. You every Thursday <laughs> night for the last 15 years. Wow. That, that's Isn't amazing. that crazy? That is, mm-hmm. I like consistency. Yeah, consistency is, is nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's very admirable. It's admirable quality. Hey, a lot of people in this world are just flaky. But you're doing it about, about 15 years in a row. Wow. That yeah, is admirable. Just, wow. Thank you very much. It, just, for, it, sneaks, for, it sneaks up on me, you know. It, it just all of us, I think, you know, we're just we're just here, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, you know. <laughs> well, well, the fact that that consistent that, that's that's the beauty of what you you're doing is uh, offering the world this platform for people to read, and then being that consistent, you've had a lot of people reading over the years, so that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I'm glad that you're, that you're here. Don't take 18 months to come back, please. No, I'll be here next week. I'll come back. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> All right, so tell everyone how to find you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. No, wait, wait. Tell everyone how to find you again. Tell Facebook. I'm sorry? So I said tell everyone how to find you again, how they find you on Facebook, if you're on there. I'm still here, yeah. Facebook, you can find me on Perian Springs Press, is my press. Um that I have partners with working on books or various books there. And then you can also find me at uh, as uh, Kurt Lovelace, K-U-R-T-L-O-V-L-A-C on Facebook. And uh, uh, you can find me there, yeah. Perfect. All right, and I'm going to go ahead and paste your, if I can find it here, I'm going to paste your link into the chat room for everybody. Or you're in the chat room oh, right now. You, you want to paste your want to paste your link into the chat room for me? Yeah, I can do it. I can paste it there for you. Find that link Perfect. and do it for you right here. I'm in the chat room. Perfect. Right now. All right. Thank, thank you, you sweetheart. <laughs> Great job tonight. Thank you tonight. so much. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank bye-bye. you. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code six zero six six zero six. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. This is uh, James Bryant that Krisha uh, mentioned earlier. Oh, hi. How are um, you, sweetheart? I'm doing well, thank you very much. Um, and she got it. She, she got it wrong. I was giving a hard time on giving a hard time on Facebook. It's uh, Spell Fest, F-E-S-T, and it stands for Spoken Word Festival. But um, but I like Spoko. That sounds kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, um, I host a uh, a, a poetry event myself. Um, the first and third Tuesday of each month. It was rather surreal. This whole experience has been rather surreal. I never called into a poetry radio station before. And throughout this whole process, it was almost like like listening to Delilah, you know, that lady that does the uh, late night with Delilah, you know, where people call mm-hmm. in for dedication and stuff. I just it kind of had that feel to it, but poetry. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You're not the first person to say that, and I know who she oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, That's funny. And, and, and you have a very uh, nice, sweet voice uh, like her, too, so that kind of helped uh, heighten the, uh, you know, the illusion or whatever you're <laughs> um, – but uh, but yeah, it's just been rather surreal. So you had Krisha on, and then you had Kurt, and, and both of these uh, writers were on my uh, Spofest event. Uh, Krisha was uh, on. Um, sorry, I'm uh, I'm visually impaired. I have uh, screen reader software, and when people message me, I go ding, and then my I have. That's uh, okay. 
Facebook Messenger on my iPhone and stuff. But anyway, um, so yeah, Christian read for our Spofest event, and then uh, Kurt uh, read for our writing prompt and rough draft event that we have on the uh, last two February months. So it's just <laughs> interesting. But uh, but yeah, Christian encouraged me to uh, show up and everything. So here I am. Um, so. Well, welcome to the show, go. sweetheart. We are so glad that you are here and that you get to share with us, and I'll have to send her a, a big thank you. Absolutely. Um, so um, I guess I uh, can share something with you guys. Oh, please. Um, so I write um, what I call dark haiku, and it's basically taking the, uh, the standard 575 format of a haiku, but putting, uh, putting an extremely morbid... Um, sad slant on it by calling it dark haiku, and um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it it started out as a, as a lark. Um, I, I I used to be in a chat room and somebody was pasting in the channel in the chat room some emo slash gothic sort of uh, dark haiku, you know, like oh, you know, oh my poor life, blah blah blah, you know, stuff and. And a lot of it was pretty horrific. And being a big fan of uh, Stephen King and Dean Coons, you know, the horror genre, I'm like, I really like that. That's pretty cool. So it inspired me to write some of my own, and I got into it, you know, pretty pretty deep, and I started to really enjoy the process of it. So it's like the challenge to me was, you know, how dark can I get in 17 syllables? Um <laughs> You know, you got to challenge yourself. It's important. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so I've been doing that for about five or six years, and I recently was able to get this stuff published. Um, I'll be having four e-books or chapbooks, if you will, published within the span of two years, and then we'll have a paperback uh, copy of that um, as well. Um, Project 89, uh, they're out of California. They kind of cater to the over-the-top and orthodox uh, writing, so I definitely fit the bill for them. And so my very first ever publication um, in a chapbook. I've been published. I had some of my dark haiku published before on, um, you know, just individually, but this is my first chapbook. And it was released um, December 17th on Amazon. It was called In the Dead of Night. And um, so I'm going to play a couple of them because what I do is, since I am visually impaired, I'm also a musician. So what I do is I kind of, uh, since haiku is so short and sweet, um, I kind of, I, I want to add a little bit more to it by, um, you know, uh, creating my own and composing my own music, uh, appropriately dark music underneath it to give it more punch and more uh, effect, you know, and more emotionality, if you will. And um, so, if that's okay, um, please yes, go ahead. I have a I have a I have a studio set up here, so um, I can just you know put play on this button here. <laughs> um, hang on, let me find it here. Uh, okay, um, so yeah, I use I make use of sound effects and stuff like that. This first one is called Hurricane Laughter, and this is in the uh, first chat book again called In the Dead of Night. And um, a good friend of mine is the narrator of this, and the music that you hear is 
um, mine that I created. So what I'll do, typically when people are reading haiku, they read it twice, uh, once, and then they read it again for it to kind of sink in. So I'll read it uh, first, and then I'll hit play and let you hear the studio recording, if you will. Hurricane laughter. Into the eye of my storm, there is no shelter. And then here is the studio recording. into the eye of my storm. There is no shelter. I believe we say in peace when we're done with the selection. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The haiku in is peace. kind of easy to tell, but not always. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my the first time. The production on so that kinda... was great. Thank you. I'm kind of out of my element here, so just, and uh, I'm not in the chat room here, so it's just it's just hearing your hearing your voices right now. So, um, so, um, so, um, I don't know how long your show runs, so I won't um, take up too much more of your time here. I'll just play this other one here, and then kind of go from there. But, uh, this one is called the Final Curtain, and this one is rather you know, sad. <laughs> Um, and again, I'll read it, and then I'll play the studio recording. Uh, the final curtain. So why am I still hurting long after I'm dead? curtain. So why am I still hurting long after I'm dead? Fantastic. So, recording your poetry, you know, for mm-hmm. you, that, for you, I, I imagine, what, it, what is that experience like for you to be able to, what does it do to your poetry, do you think, when you produce it like that and put music to it and perform it that way? What do you think that that does for your poetry? You mean haiku specifically? Not haiku. I mean, it wouldn't matter uh, really well, what. You wrote. I mean, just being able to record it, to put it to music mm-hmm. like that, and have it performed like that. What do you think that adds to your poetry? How did, 
I guess I'm um, not, maybe I'm not wording it correctly. No, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. I'm just, I'm just trying to find the, the, the right word to, uh, to articulate um, what I think might give it, you know. Um, I think it just, you know, um, it just, it's like, it, it gives it a, another dimension, if you will. Um, you know, everybody loves music, so music often help to accentuate you know music is basically mm-hmm. poetry uh being sang over music you know um so i think it just helps to accentuate the overall experience um like hollywood movies a horror flick mm-hmm. i mean what what good would a horror flick be without the the proverbial exactly you know you, you know, think so, that because you produce your poetry, because you do the spoken word, you do the recording, you put the music behind it, do you think that when you when you sit down and write, when you when you create your haikus and stuff, do you think that affects it at all? The way you hear it in your head, the way you you write it, do you think that knowing that that's going to be an end product that that influences you at all? I think sometimes it does. Sometimes I know when it depends I, on. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I, I, sometimes, you know, something can be just so beautiful it can stand on its own, and it doesn't need music, it doesn't need art, it doesn't need explaining. It just it is what it is. Um, not to say that mine isn't good necessarily, but it's definitely helped to um, present it to a more modern audience. You know, um, especially mm-hmm. the the more um, here, you know, there's a lot of performance poetry. Um, I think people, um, because I've been to a lot of, you know, poetry events and there's, there's still very, very few people do anything like this, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's new, it's fresh, it's unique. And, um, I think it might help to serve the kind of carve a niche for myself, if you will, because, you know, I mean, to be honest, you know, this haiku is, you know, it's a lesser known, um, writing form. Um, it's not as, uh, up there, you know, with poetry and prose, you know. Um, and then when you, <laughs> I like to call it, when you bastardize it by putting, you know, a dark spin on it, it's like it even makes it more, you know, uh, niche-like, you mm-hmm. know. So whatever I can do to kind of help make it more modern, because um, I do plan on putting out an album at some point that will feature uh, either myself or a team of narrators narrating my haiku over appropriately dark music. And you know, that's something that's getting getting fairly is really coming into its own. I think is the chat mm-hmm. books or the books that are published, but have the uh, have the uh, the, the CD uh, CDs are kind of antiquated now, I guess. But you know, have the recorded version going with it. Um, and I think it's really cool. I'm always encouraging people to try, you know, all it takes is a microphone and a computer and, and some, you know, I give, give them the link to the free software. But I think everybody should re- try recording their poetry because then they realize what their words are actually doing. You know, when you're trying to create, I mean, it's almost like being a playwright. And those words mm-hmm. are your script, your music is your your stage, your voice is the narr- I mean, the actor, and and you're bringing absolutely taking something off paper and breathing life into it, and you make it come alive. You know, you give it a voice, you give it a body, you make it tangible, 
when you perform your work like that. And, and I thought you did a great job, you know, and on all accounts on those pieces that you just played for me. And I just think it's amazing. And um, so I, th- I thank you for doing that and being able to, you know, segue into, you know, being able to talk to that and use you as an example on, you know, really why poets should try this and the importance of it and how amazing it can be when you do it. So thank you. You're welcome. And and the the first gentleman that I heard when I first tuned in, uh, uh, when you guys were talking about coyotes and, and wolves and, and stuff, um, unless I misunderstood, he wasn't sure uh, what technology that would allow him to do the trumpet over his uh, reading. Um, uh, Audacity is a free, uh, what's called a digital audio workstation. So it's a multiple track uh, software. And um, it it's a small learning curve, really, you know. And the beauty about DAWs, you know, basically an audio studio in your own house, is you can buy really, really decent equipment for very cheap. You know, it's not really all that expensive anymore. Um, Now, that said, you can buy some pretty expensive stuff out there. um, How bad you want, you know, what you want your toys to be like, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I do have some rather, you know, spicy stuff over here. Um, but that's the nice thing about it, because the technology, as far as what we're talking about, is very accessible, it's very affordable, and the learning curve is rather, rather low. And even if you have an issue, there's so many tutorials out there that will teach you how to use these yeah. software, um, exactly. videos and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I really, I, I, I'm with you. I think uh, it, I, I encourage anybody to try this new medium, because it's like this. Um, one of one of my selling points with my dark haiku is maybe they're not necessarily into haiku necessarily, but they love sort of the down-tempo, alternative, gritty music that I put together. So I have a fan because they like the music. Yeah. You know, the haiku. You know, you know they can live without it. I you think know. you did a great job uh, on all of it. So, you know, I wish you the, uh, I wish you the best of luck with your endeavor, and I'm hoping that now that you've found your way here, that you can, you know, mark your trail and come back and share more with us, and and uh, I would love to hear more of your work and more of what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I will do my very best. Um, I, I'm also a, a person that tries to go out there and support other uh, poetry venues, and, um, you know, I only have, you know, so many hours in the day <laughs> between uh, the other stuff that I like to do, but um, I definitely, you know, um, try to support the other arts, you know, by going to other Zoom readings and stuff of that nature. And um, your 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 format is very unique. I I just um, I'm sure there's some pretty sophisticated software that you that you're using there to get all this done. But that's it's it's relatively easy. Some of this soft you know technology is a little uh, convoluted sometimes just to try to get yeah. something going, but Try to over make, put too many bells and whistles read, on it, and it doesn't need to be be complicated. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you hit one, you want to read, and not just sit back and listen. So that's that's pretty cool. So I commend you on that. And um, so yeah, I will let you guys go and uh, continue the show. But thank you for having me. And uh, shout out to Krisha, thank you. And um, keep writing. <laughs> thank you so much, sweetheart. It was an absolute pleasure having you here. Likewise. All right. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you are on the air. I think that 
Is that Noreen? Oh, no. All right, so 863, we're going to come back and get you after our next caller. 608, you are on the air. Hey, fuzzy hermit in the oh, desert. My, you know, it's been so long since you called in, and my brain muscle memory didn't even grab that, that was your area code. What does that <laughs> tell you, James? I mean, we have a child together. You'd think that this should not happen. Well, he is kind of furry. Well, he gets that from you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he likes to <laughs> howl a lot. Yeah, I heard I heard the previous caller mention wolves and yeah, they uh yeah, they they howled pretty much all day on Christmas. Did they? Yeah, for hours on and off. Wolves have kind of been the the topic of the show since the beginning. Soldier Blue was our first caller tonight and he read a piece about wolves and it's just kind of mm. kind of gone from there. Well, then I guess mine'll fit in. Yeah. So it gets cold out here. Where where are you now? Like we have to keep this quick. We've still got a lot of callers on, but where are you? Still. I'm again. near a place called Quartzsite, Arizona. Okay. Where there's so quartz everywhere. So you know you got me in trouble again. I already I have. I'm sorry. I have about uh, a two and a half ga- or a two gallon bucket that's about two thirds full already. When you when I see you next summer, all right, I'm going to bring some gold ore with me, gold quartz. So you will know what gold quartz looks like because where there's quartz, you can find gold, silver, that type of thing. But you need to understand you, what kind of quartz. And so I'm going to bring yeah. you some. I'm going to let you play with it and pan it, and I'll get you squared away. What's the black stuff that you sometimes find in different rocks but also in quartz? I'll tell you that off the air because I'm, we're not okay. going to do that on the air. Okay. Because yeah, so there are two you. pictures. I was going to call you There's yesterday, two. but Christopher drove into a river, but so I've been delayed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So his car wanted to swim. Exactly. That was a swimming. Wash me, wash me. <laughs> in inside and out, or mm-hmm. outside and in. So this piece is actually already on my Facebook page, and there are actually two pictures to it. And I took the two pictures. And then I started writing. So, and I wrote this on uh, New Year's Day. It's titled, uh, Dawn of a New Year. As the sun rises, the alpha male stands guard, welcoming the new day. The wind's Gusts blow, a dry chill in the air. The alpha female, still curled up, still transitioning from a night of calm, restful sleep and wild dreams. Dreams of running ridges. Dreams of playing with her family. Dreams of mating by a wild raging river, dreams of howling at the moon, dreams of her ancestors guiding her ever closer to manifesting her aspirations, her goals, and her dreams. Her intuition guides her through 
dark places, single track. Her intuition guides her through to the light. Her intuition guides her to connection with the wind and Mother Earth and with the fiery goddess who resides deep within her, calling her to awaken from her sleep. The radiating sunshine bringing warmth to heat this new day, this new year. I hear voices in the wind, and they speak to me and tell me of learning, of teaching, of sharing, of adventure. They also tell me of insights, of awakenings, of epiphanies, of love and bliss. You are now ready, a louder voice commands. Go forth to create and manifest and meet your destiny. But always remember those who have listened to you those who have taught you, those who have shared with you, those who have touched you, those who have held you, and those who love you unconditionally. They are the ones who bring color, who bring positive energy, who bring spontaneous emotion, who bring a deeper meaning, who bring a deeper connection, who bring a deeper understanding, who bring a deeper knowing, who bring a deeper spirituality and oneness. You now understand unconditionally you are not alone. As the gusts sweep out the negativity and gush in the positivity, plenty of fuel to light the fire of a new day, of a new year, and to fuel the fire within your reborn soul and poem. That was incredible. And those of you who don't know, he's got his two little wolf dogs. My wolf dog and his wolf dog, our wolf dog. Little. <laughs> little, I know, right? Things huge. Yeah, he's uh, like about 80 pounds and Amy's about 110. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, and the two pictures I mentioned are of them. Yeah, you sent them to me. I, that, I appreciate it. They make me cry when you send me pictures of the baby. I miss them so much. And everybody has to give us, send us good vibes because Amy's in heat. Oh, puppy vibes. I'm, I'm definitely giving you puppy vibes. vibes puppy yeah, and, and, and like I said in a text message last summer, she really does like it rough. 
You know, that's just too much information. I don't. That's my baby boy you're talking about. You know, he's polite, he's nice, and he's sweet. She is not going to corrupt my dog. <laughs> She's not being cooperative, and she likes to bite him. La 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 la. I don't want to hear about my child having sex. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny when she's laying on the ground and he's air humping her, standing oh, over her. <laughs> we just lost our we just lost our radio show because of our ratings, you guys. <laughs> and I didn't see any, say anything naughty. I didn't swear. I didn't use the N word like I did. That has two P's and an L and a couple other letters in it. This the last time I called in. That's true. That's true. Because that was an erotic piece for those who don't know, have a clue what I'm talking about. James, tell everyone how to find you, baby. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind with no spaces. Put it in the search box in Facebook, and you'll find me there. If you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and it has some cool art in it, too. Very cool. And you can't find me in the desert. Because I have my GPS locator turned off. Okay. I'll still find you. I got your phone number. I'll call you in the next day or two when things settle down here, find out what's going on. But I'm really glad you were able to call in and share that piece. I was hoping you would, James. Oh, I planned on it. I was going to call last week, but I didn't have anything new to read. So. Well, I loved it. And give my give my puppy a hug for me. Tell him I miss him. Uh, I will. Okay. Ain't he dug another hidey hole? I call them <laughs> hidey holes. They're perfectly round, like about 14 inches in diameter and about 8 inches deep. She just made it bigger, though. Now it's about. But you know, she's in heat. Inches. That's a good sign. Yeah, she's she did. She did this. She did this at the campground too. Um, it's just so funny because. It's not know, big I'm enough James, for her to lay James, in. I'm going to stop you because we're going to talk about this forever. I can't do it on the show. We have nope. 25 minutes left, and I've got callers left. So I will call you in the next day or two, and we will talk wow. about all of this together. All I, was, all I was going to say is she sits in it and then curls up. I know. I know. I there want to be go. there so bad to see her. I know. Well, come but on I also down. know us. I also know us. We talk too much. See, we're still doing it. It's my fault, too. <laughs> we're just bad. All right, I love you dearly. Well, then I will just talk call to you. me a chatty Ken. Chatty Ken? No, oh, I'm going to call you a, a Jazzy James. Okay. All right, I love you, hon. I'll talk to you in a day or two. All right, thanks, Nyla. You're welcome, baby. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. All right, let's go ahead and grab Noreen because she's going to be ready for us. That's so great hearing from him. I miss him so bad. All right, Noreen, are you with us? Um, yes. Um, hello, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing, honey? I'm doing good. What do you okay. have for us tonight? Okay, for Gary's poem, I have a maybe baby. Okay. You, you do not have the right to condemn this life. This soul is mine. The blood is yours. The heart and the lungs shall pump power to my brain. 
I am now a homo sapiens with a thinking mind. My decision is to live with you. I am attached to you. I'm part of you, and I will always love you. The end. Aww. That was beautiful. I wonder who he was talking about. Um, he was talking about um a a a fetus um um about the pe- um talking about the fetus the um well he's a per- perpendicular of of a of the fetus talking to the mother. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Okay, thank you. And what do you have of yours, my love? Okay, and this is one I was working on, and I finished it, and it's called um. Sonnet 26. Okay. It's still so hard to imagine going on my life without you. I don't want to let go. Never in my lifetime. Flowing with tears, I know I can, and I'll get through this. It takes time. In the meantime, all I want is to write you a poem of us, of our love, no ending, and we'll be by each other's side for always. We're a plus. I am determined to make it, sharing you, your poetry, your music to all who wants to listen, for I am declaring you are deserving. I won't let you fall. You're talented, spatial, wise, and you are you. You're loyal, my only love, my star, the end. Ah. And I wonder what you were talking about. <laughs> Gary. I know. My teddy bear, darling. <laughs> Such love. Yes. All right, Noreen. Okay. You know the drill. Tell everybody yes. how we can love on you guys. Okay. Um, you can find all of our books on Amazon.com, and you can find um find us on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com front slash poetry and you can find Gary on um on Facebook dot com um reverbnation dot com and poetrypoem dot com and you can find me on poetrypoem dot com Facebook dot com and reverbnation dot com and you can find us on Kofi K O dash F I dot com front slash Gary and Noreen, and you can find us on the Poetry Club um, every Saturday night at 4 o'clock for the Facebook Live. And then you can find us here, too, on Thursday nights. And you can also find me on Pocosha. I'm under Noreen. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. And we're also Googleable and Googleable. And (laughs) Googleable. Yes, you are. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. I want to thank you again personally for being one of our sponsors in 2021, helping us with our broadcasting license. Appreciate you you guys so much. And we will talk to you next week. Yes, yes, we'll be here next week. All right, sweetheart, thank you, honey. You're welcome. Good night. Yeah, good night. And and, and we love you all. We love you too. Okay. All right, looks like Constantine is our next caller. Constantine, are you with us? Um, I don't know. Am I with you? <laughs> you are. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. <laughs> well, how are you? So how are you doing? What do you have for us? Um, it's so weird that you call well, in because know. you don't call in every week and I actually have you pulled up to close the show with tonight. So we're going to be closing the show with a piece of yours. Oh, my. No pressure or anything, huh? 
Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, so what you got? What you been up to? What um, I have? Yeah, well, we I have, have first night. Of, I, oh, I have all kinds of things. I mean, you know, I've, <laughs> I've, I've been, I've, I was listening to the guy earlier, and it's just like talking about doing it. It's like, I've done that, I've done that whole poetry stuff with recorded things and yeah, instruments and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff before. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I've sent you, I think I've sent you a couple of tracks, haven't I? One. Like, I have one. In all these years that I've really? known you, 15 years of being on the air, and I even knew you before I started this show, and I have one, Constantine. Not that I'm complaining or bitching or calling you out mm-hmm. in front of the whole world, but I have one. Uh-huh. But, yeah, well, I know, love the you one know, you know, sent me. You know, it's... it's well, you know, this is like, you know, she who asks not, has not. You know, I didn't know. I didn't. I figured I'd sit in one of that. Okay. Jeez, oh, I want all the things. I'm a girl. I want all of them. Send them me. I want all the things you have. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I could probably arrange something like that then. Um, anyway, I've, I've got something that um, I don't know. Hopefully you'll like. Um I call it um, the miracle of my dawn's light. Anyway, I've, if I may, I've got something that um, mm-hmm. I, like. I can hear something in the background. We got yeah, I don't, back. I don't know what that is. Let me check. The miracle of my dawn. Oh no! Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, you got it. Wherever it was. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I had not. Right. I did not mute Noreen. My bad. Ah. Gotcha. We don't do it pretty here, but we always do it, right? You know, it's not always pretty, but oh, yeah. we do it. Uh, well, it's, she, she's the, she's the uh, uh, you know Nylif. In, in case of those of you who aren't listening, don't know, is, is she she's the lace trimmed Iron Lady of Internet poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only person uh, I know that climbs trees in long dresses, but no. Shoes. I do climb trees in dresses. I do that. Yes. If I waited right. until I was appropriately, appropriately dressed to do things, I would never do a thing. I'm, I'm not going to go home and change if I see a tree that needs climbed. I'm just going to climb it. Yeah, well, now we, we all have our, have our issues, don't we, I suppose? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so share what you have, my dear. Share what I have. All right. As I as always, when I begin my poetry, it's begin to say fade in. When I'm done, I say fade out, so people don't break into me or something like that. Was like my own voice or something. I'm well trained. <laughs> All right. Okay. Then, if I may. Mm-hmm. Then, if I may, fade in. Gather round the campfire at the feet of I, Constantine, the mithril weaver. Listen and hear my words to the beat of the pop of the resonance, that crackle of that campfire light. Hold close the ones that you would hold dear and tight, for I have a tale I would have you hear this night. I call it the miracle of my dawn's light. Fade in. Miracles do happen, and time slips. When words make you fade into another place, when you forget, you all that is about you, you do not dread. 
but you do feel it in that cotton clothes case, in that warm room of sleep. Who are you and where are you on this broad-hearted earth, this joy rotating, radiating, emancipating happiness, that feeling elating, that soul-reborn sparkles, facets of your being held, faceting Everything, time, pain, suffering, love, epiphany, sing. I will not leave your words broken. I realize there's some cogence, you see, of the charming smile, my destiny. For you fly upon a poem, upon wings, stardust falls in the glow of form of heaven, the tears sparkle of the dew. This morning's leaven, this bejeweled canvas above, this is how it is when your beloved voice descends to me. Happiness is looking like that rock was breaking down the storms and the passion with waves beating against it, but words truly that will not allow that mind's eye vision without a vision. Stardust, eternal prophet. Proof from life to faith that Valkyrie upward through the clouds of heaven. Like a perpetual prisoner, her eyes were the shining stars so deep, so deep, so deep. I looked at them and fly away in the galaxies and the eternal world, a tone, a look mesmerizing as I saw my own soul and that light breath of when my hand grasps the chariot of the mind seemed to touch dawn over the sea drew the sky of the clouds native to the curved silhouette to meet her with my hands to reach my strength how do you not want to breathe in yours that scent that my heart warms as I hang on your every exhale and come bring me your soulmates. Come through to hold madness. Woman, don't you know with you I'm born again? what you do to me and I thank you bless me the one who's sweet for my bliss my Chris that is my woman the miracle that is my dawn always lit hey down Constantine are you reading to your girl there <laughs> yeah <laughs> was that her clapping yeah, in the yeah. background yeah I guess you liked it hey did you like that Okay, well, That's absolutely the cutest thing I've ever heard in my freaking entire life. <laughs> and oh, and your gosh. little giggle when she clapped is like you know the, that little breaking character that 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 humanity that jumped in right there and it was that was the most endearing thing in the whole world. I am I am cannot even tell you how giddy I am that I got to hear this tonight. 
The whole thing, all of it. It was perfect. Yeah, that, that kind of took me by surprise, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was adorable. Oh, my God. If there was any reason that the word adorbs was invented, it was that moment. Adorbs. Yeah. Adorbs. It was adorbs. <laughs> I loved it. Absolutely fantastic. And like I said, it's so cool that you call in. You know, you're like this. It's it's weird because, you know, you, you go off and you live your life, and then I'll think about you, and then it's like, boom. Whenever I think about you, you're here. You're kind of like that that very night weaver guy that just, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll do what I can. <laughs> you do it well. So, well, great week, honey. I was honey, just kind of throw you. it out there and see, see, see what people will jump up and catch, you know. You, know, <laughs> you did a fantastic job. Hello to the missus. Beautiful wrote, write that he wrote to you. Loved your little clap in there. Loved your giggle, Constantine. And do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. How everybody finds me. Well, um, you know, the other day I was out looking at at at, um, at blinds, and some of them were open, so I had to quit. But no, <laughs> uh, no and actually, hence the uh, Pokemon character Pikachu was invented. I, uh, I, I yeah. don't know. It's just like uh, the the local constabulary uh, frowned upon that kind of thing, so I yeah, retired from that. Not a good thing to but do. Yeah. Constantine is 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 me. It's spelled K O N S T A N T I N, and of course the Mithril Weaver M I T H R I L W E A V E R. If you look up those two words, I'm the only one on the internet that's heard both of them. Okay. I have a Reverb Nation page with about forty tracks on there. I've got some. Some, and um, I have one, one. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I've got YouTube, and uh, of course on on my Facebook, uh, my my real name is Ronald Constantine R O N A L D K O N S T A N T I N. Uh, friend me, and um, you know you can check out some of my stuff if you like it. Perfect. Ta-da. All right, sweetheart. And we are closing the show with the piece of yours tonight, so I'm excited about that. It's the fall, which is the only one that I have out of the forty you have on Reverb, by the way. Well, you know you can download those for free. No, you uh, can't. They will not let you download them. You cannot download them. Oh, really? They won't. They have. They're locked. You have to open them. Ah, I didn't realize that. Okay, my bad. Okay, just saying. All right, love you. Talk to you next week. Thanks for taking my call. Bye bye. Well, I'll try. No promises, but I'll try. All right, thank you. (laughs) Bye bye. All right, you guys. Just want to let you know we've got nine minutes left in the show. I still have one, two, three, four. At least four more callers to get on. We have area code 520-407 and 302. You guys are not in the lineup. Any of you wanted to come on the air, please press 1 now so I know. Otherwise, we have the, the rest of the show. The lineup for the rest of the show is 919-585-419. And uh, that will be it for the evening unless one of the other ones press their hand. We're going to be going overtime. We've been on the show for three hours, but I'm going to keep going until I get you all on the air. The live feed into the chat room is going to end, so if you're in the chat room listening and you want to hear the end of the show, you must dial in and listen on your lo- on your phone or your cell phone or whatever because the live feed into the chat room will stop in nine minutes. The number to call in if you want to listen to the rest of the, the other readers is 646-595-3965. I'm going to post that into the chat room for you. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to listen to the end of the show that we weren't able to get. Uh, yeah, there we go. It's in there. All right, so, yeah, just let you know. 
right, so call in if you want to listen to the end of the show. We'll get the rest of our calls in there, and let's go ahead and grab 919. 919, you're on the air. I guess maybe it's this Granville. Granville, I'm sure yes, it's Granville. Yes, yeah, Granville. Granville. Turn the people down to Johnny. Hey, Granville. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 Granville. I am good. I hope you're well. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. I this is the first Happy of the New Year. year. It's happier now that you're here. Yes, my dear, yes. And you know what? I don't do this often, but I just wrote a poem. And I'm going to read it for you. It's short, but I think it's, it, it does its job. Okay. This one is called, I Am Granville. I am a poet who will not Force feed you. For knock and it shall be opened. Seek and he shall find. For to them that knocks it shall be opened. And to them that seek it shall find. I am the voice. In the wilderness, I am Granville. Acknowledge me. Thank you very much. You are Granville, and I acknowledge you. Very much, please. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to get another one? You have time for another one, everyone. I'm not going to cut anyone off this late in the show. Okay, this one is called Promiscuous. Could and probably save many lives. The condom. It chills me to know that my life depends upon this. I must be foolhardy to be caught in this predicament. I like a challenge, but I am no dear devil. To risk my life while my sins multiply. Draw me back, O Lord, and show me the way unto redress. What hell's game is this? I fear this is that which are hidden in darkness, and there is no escape in the judgment, and the condom becomes the protector of my life. But what of my soul, O God? What of my soul? Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow, I love that. That was awesome. That was amazing, yeah. Granville. Thank you. Thank you. I, th- I think that's probably... I've read, written that... Read, have, this poem is from my first book, and I haven't... I don't think I've, I've, I've read that poem three times. Those, oh, I love those, it. Thank you very much. Those, those poems are very... Intimate. 
Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Yes, everyone, everyone out there listening. At the sound of my voice, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Granville John Hedrington. And you could find my work on Amazon, Poetry for Thought, book two and three. And if you want book one, from which this poem just came, you can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, I just call me, 919-264-3926. And I'm not afraid to put it out there because come likely call me every day and I don't even know the guy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right, Granville, great job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you so much, and you have a really good New Year. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. you well. Thank you, hon. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller, area code 585. You are on the air. Hey, hey, That's hey. Doug. Is that you, Doug? Uh, Hi, baby. That's me. How's going? Happy going New Year. Really Happy good. Yeah, I've been enjoying the show tonight. It's really some fantastic stuff. Some people I hadn't heard before. Yeah, it's been uh, crazy. It's been a lot of new people tonight and people we haven't heard from in a long time. I started to back off and say, oh, I just want to say hi, but that's not worth your airtime for me to do that, so I might as well squeeze a poem in here. Oh, you um, think you would get off here without squeezing a poem in here? Well, I'd rather take it upon myself than say it was my decision. I know you wouldn't. You might not let me get it. <laughs> so I, I, oh, I would be so sad if you didn't read. Oh, man. Okay, so look what I just did. I just, hang on one second. Um it just ran away from me, but it'll be right back. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Don't you hate that when that happens? Mm-hmm. It does that to me all the time. Uh, come on, come on, come on. can't believe it did that. It's okay. It'll be back. just likes to tease you. Indeed. <laughs> do you want me to take the next caller so you can yeah, find it in peace? I, I, I would do that for right. you just because I love you dearly. All right. I will be right here. All right. I will be right back. <laughs> Let's go ahead and grab 419. 419, you're on the air. Maybe. Now you're on the air. <laughs> hey, Nada. Hey, how are you, sweetheart? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's really good to hear from you tonight. Good to be here. Has the new year been good to you so far? It has. How about you? It's been exciting. It is. It has brought me many unexpected adventures, and I hope the rest of the year is exactly the same way, good or bad. I'll take them all. That's very happy. So let it be written, <laughs> so let it be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to read, I think it, I read this before, but it's been a long time. It's called The uh, Second Coming of, of Lazarus. <clears throat> then Jesus said these important words. I am the resurrection and the life. 
he that believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. There goes army grounded. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And the disciples of Satan in white hoods, three-piece suits, and uniforms, carrying guns, wearing badges and name tags, saying Wallace, Hoover, Nixon, FBI, CIA, responded to the cry of, let my people go, with water hoses, batons, dogs, and death, and the violence erupted into the streets, and the cities burned to the chant of power to the people, in the background of a raised fist and a stalking panther, and the choir sang, oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan, oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan, Pharaoh's army got Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And the cities wept ashes to the words of, I have a dream today, and by any and by any means necessary. And Pharaoh conceded with an amendment written in, in invisible ink, like past treaties, that all men are created equal rights. And there was a law, a period of tempered peace and prosperity, and the streets danced with the people through the songs of changing times. And time ran out as a dark cloud called Republicans raised its ugly face in the Congress. There was a face of repression, of deception, division, bigotry, of Boehner, of McConnell, of Perry, of the party of no. And there was war, there was poverty, and the rich lined their pockets as the poor lined up in the streets at the corner of contempt and contradiction. And the people marched against the tyrannical government, crying out for justice, seeking what was rightfully theirs, equality, civility, tired of being repressed, tired of being suppressed, distressed over the total disregard for their well-being by those who are supposed to be there to have their best interest at heart. Disheartened, disenfranchised people living in the aftermath of the Kent State Massacre Undaunted by the peppered air of brutality, united as one voice chanting, we would not be denied, and they occupied parks, bridges, streets, walkways, and jail. And the second coming of Lazarus was witnessed across the country, around the world, by the, uni- by the universe, in the form of a revolution, in the voice of a revolution. Power to the people. It's been a long time coming. But I know a change is going to come, and we shall overcome someday. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Pharaoh's army got rounded. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And Paul. I love it. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful expression of faith. Thank you. Are you going to read too, my love? I can. Okay, this is is another one. I I think I read it before, but it's been a while. Uh, This is a poem I wrote 
in response to incident that uh, happened in Lena in Gina, uh, Louisiana. It's called Imagine. <clears throat> Imagine that your child, your brother or sister, live in a land where they're supposed to be free. Imagine that at the school they attend, there's a tree under which they sit, and that one day there are ropes hanging from that tree. Ain't that some shit? Imagine that you live in a city, a country, a state, where the district attorney can tell your children their future is determined by their plight, by their right to protest the tree on the grounds of their school being designated for only white. And by his interpretation of the law, condoning Jim Crow is not a flaw. But from where I sit, ain't that some shit? Imagine that you live in a country whose motto is one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, unless you're black, Hispanic, or a person of color, y'all. Fuck all beautiful with spacious skies. Fuck amber waves of grain. Fuck purple mountain majesties above the pure plain. From sea to shining sea, a sprinkle with strange fruit. Blood on the leaves, blood on the roof. Okay. Say, can you see by the dawn's early light, people of color are about to unite. Now imagine that. End poem. Wow. I remember you reading that before. That was incredible. Thank you. Absolutely incredible. All right, my darling, tell everyone how they can find you. You can find me on Facebook. Um, on all poetry and um, on YouTube under Melvin D. Johnson. Perfect. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you. All right, that makes me happy. <laughs> we'll talk me to too. you then, baby. All right. Bye. Bye bye. All righty. Let's go ahead and go back up here and grab Doug. Are you ready? All right. Oh, I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> it uh, runs away from me again. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the previous uh, poet. What was his name? Melvin. Melvin. Melvin Douglas Johnson. Thank you. Thank you. And thank him. Um, so this is Idlers Drifting in Late Morning. H sits alone among the post-morning rush stragglers. The usual jokes, flirts, mixed into a flurry of chit-chat with a server girl somehow older, busier than before. Just This just coffee, no eggs, no pancakes, no sausage. H sits alone with no Benny, no Harry, no small talk. No post-game second guesses, no office politics secrets, let alone anything of the new regime. No raises, no security. As antiquated as time time cards, desk phones, and courtesies. H sits alone, peering through the glass out into the street, harboring harboring none of the pity or disdain that once existed in the mind of a man who worked, had worked, eyeing the parade of idlers drifting in late morning. Nursing a lukewarm coffee, H ponders his prospects. For today, there's a change in the weather. His furnace has begun clunking. Rufus is scratching again. 
dance lesson fees, car notes, cruise trip installments are all due. H sits alone, not the same man as in days gone by. Today wondering what use the skills of the past 20 years will still allow him to achieve, earn how much, and how long lasts the small savings painstakingly set aside from life's work. For H, today is that rainy day that never happens to you. Other people's failure to plan or, or to play their hand through this, not the vagaries of fate, dealt randomly upon a working man. Eight sips alone dealt that blow, wishing for yesterday. Eight sits alone, rises to leave. A distant church bell tolls 11 o'clock. Eight pays. Let's keep the change. Some things never change. Eyeing the parade of idlers drifting in late morning. H walks out among them. Out of work, no place to go. And phone. That was phenomenal. Absolutely incredible. Doug? Slice of life. Mm-hmm. Which you are a master of writing. Uh, tell me the name I've, of that I've, poem. I've said that a hundred million times to you, though you know that. I, you know, it's one of your absolutely narrative is one of your as amazing. I mean, you're amazingly strong in writing narrative poetry. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I feel fortunate that all of the the amazing things that everybody sees that one I get a chance to recognize them. And I have a means of reproducing them and holding them out for other people to see. Mm-hmm. We all get a chance to see these things. We don't all attach the same importance to them or even recognize the importance of them. So uh, I feel a little bit fulfilled by that. And uh, and I can hear that in the, in the work of other poets, that they're seeing something in their way that I have never seen until they said it to me. Now I can see it playing this day. It's amazing when that happens, isn't it? It is. It is. If I, I mean, may, I think that's. I think that's the way. That's one of the reasons we write the way. One of the reasons we write. Period, is because we know we see the world differently, and it's important for us to show others how we see it because we know they don't just. They just. They just don't get it, and it's important for us that they do. Yeah. Mhm. That's a good. That's a good segue. I want to read this, and I want to send a shout out to the brother who was just on before me. Here's something that we're going to hold up for everybody to see. I wasn't there, but I know this happened. I don't know when it happened, but I know it did. This is called Hausa Sun. Barred by rat bites and wrist lacerations. Unrelenting child warrior is unrepentant. In this hour, conjuring dreams of yore, African buffalo, bell valves, elders, tomorrows. Robust man child of 16 years, veteran of hunting triumphs, lost battles, undone now by new weapons and held captive, knowing only to resist what plans may be. Eased, crashing into blue green waves swim and float, finding no escape, nor rescue, only dorsal fins idling by, 
summoned by his flailing, kicking, stroking. Exhaustion and the water's cold steal his strength, adrift in a reverie and a bottomless grave. Relinquishing futile hopes, he mocks their defeated plan, remaining forever a free warrior son of Niger. Lapped by waves in the sun's breeze, he floats on his back, inhales the salty seawater. The wooden dungeons have left him, gone without him. They sailed building over the horizon into ignominy and bomb. Wow. Melvin's still on a still online, so I know he heard that. I know he's gonna appreciate that. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. But I lost you for a minute. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> but, um, Go ahead. I appreciate, I, no, I just appreciate the uh, the platform, but more than that, I appreciate the space to be able to hear so many great poets and so many so many people who take, you know, just a little slice of life that's so much closer to them or so much more important to them that maybe I hadn't known or thought about. And uh, and they did, and that becomes important to me now. They showed me the importance or the depth of it. So that's one of the things I really appreciate about the time I get to spend here on Thursday. You know, it's really cool because one of the things that I absolutely love about the community that you guys have created here is there is absolutely no segregation in our community. You know, we we have such an incredible array of different voices, different perspectives, different styles. I mean, every type of person in poetry is presented here, and it is such a supportive community. You know, everybody inspires each other. Everybody uplifts each other. Everybody listens to each other. You know, in in 15 years of being on the air, there's only been one time where there was ever any drama, and that was me telling a caller who was being mean that I was going to rip his head off and shit down his windpipe if he ever came back and picked on my poets again. And I literally said that on the air, and it was not my finest moment, but I'd do it again, you know, because <laughs> I was mad. You know, so the only 15 years, the only moment of, of any kind of drama at all. I mean, how many communities can say that? Do you know the power in that? That's incredible. You guys are amazing. Well, you know, yeah, but the common denominator is the, the, the strength that the strength runs through us all is that we're attached here to you. That's the, that's the one thing we all do have in common that we're all attached here through you. And uh, I think you know you could take the same group of people and the same community of people if they all stuck around, and you could put them on a different show and you might get different behaviors. You know, because uh, we all go other places, and we all have other experiences. But this is so this is so mellow and so much food for thought and for the spirit. We all manage to get back here as many Thursdays as we can. Well, I'm really glad that you get back here all the Thursdays that you can. I mean, you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I absolutely adore you so much and love you so much, and we have so much in common. And I wish we lived closer so we could just sit down somewhere and have coffee together and talk about baseball and all the other things that we we have a passion for. You know, be great. It would be really it would cool. Be, 
We'll just have to keep doing this as long as we can, okay? I'm in. Thank you. Deal. Pinky swear. <laughs> no, pinky swear. All right, anyway, Doug, tell everyone I, how to find you, honey. I'm Doug Curry, but found on Facebook as Douglas Curry. I don't put much um, poetry on there, but that's a way to, 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 uh, to contact, and I do have other means for, for poetry. Um, but most of the, the stuff that I write and put online is going to be on allpoetry.com. And that will be under the name of Man Chills, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99, Man Chills 99. And that will be on Facebook, I'm sorry, on uh, allpoetry.com. And a real quick plug, uh, I have a radio program, Blacks and Boom, I'm sitting in the radio station right now, just finished recording for my Chicago show, which comes on at 10 o'clock Chicago time on a Saturday night, wdcb.org, 10 o'clock Central Time on a Saturday night, one hour of Blacks and Blues. On Friday night, comes on wrur.org, 9 o'clock New York Time for three hours till midnight. So we invite you along, and otherwise we will see you here on a Thursday. Absolutely perfect. Thank you, Doug. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year to you. All right. Our last caller for the evening comes from area code 302. 302, you're on the air. Hello, Nala. How are you? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I am blessed. Blessed. This is anonymity. We haven't spoken in over a year. That's how long I've been away from poetry. You know, I've been holding my breath the whole time waiting for you to come back. I want you to know that. And I do not like the color blue, so I am glad you are here. I am, I am. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. and, um, I was listening in. Um, it's, a, it's a new year. I just wanted to get back to me. And um, I remember having called in, and I was, when I heard your voice, I said, wait a minute. And then I realized, and I connected it all back together. Oh, my goodness, it's been, it's been that long. It's been about a year and a half since, uh, since I've heard your voice. Well, I'm just glad you're here. You know, I people have lives. They do things. They get busy. You know, things get shook up, and it's okay. But it's kind of like, you know, the, the cafe is like home. It doesn't yes. matter where you go, what you do. There's always a place set at the table for you. This is always where you come back to. You're always welcome. You're never forgotten. So I'm glad you're here, hon. Well, got a couple pieces. And um, with permission, I'll just jump right in. Okay. This poem is called... Um, it's called Fuck You Cupid. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, I'm sorry, I love it. <laughs> As she took center stage, I watched. Lurking in the shadows of darkness, drawn by an attraction of a predetermined destination, I felt weak within the dawn of her spotlight. And long before breath was ever given permission to speak, the restless butterflies in my gut dance with the glow glistening from the warmest set of eyes staring from a place which cannot define fate, for I realize this must be God speaking. And to my surprise, I felt her innocence seeping from the false hope deceiving lies, still living in a temple so full of beauty that I instantly felt defeated. This woman made me want to surrender any bit of caution reserved for one of life's senseless riddles. Could this really be me falling in love? 
I listen to the silly questions proposed as simple riddles like, will she love me? She'll love me not. Confusing rhyme with defensive reasons, knowing that any hope for logic's attempt to make any of this make any sense left the sweet taste of bitterness upon my tongue since love abandoned me and love don't live here anymore. But still I heard the knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door, still smiled at the possibility, hoping that the six degrees of separation might close its gap and the missing piece to my enigma might find its way back with the butterflies dancing to the drum roll beating in my chest for warning that the center stage of my heart was making space for this goddess to make her introduction into my world, and I wanted to escape like now. But I was trapped in a moment of time, tortured by every stanza she spit. It held me captive, and rhyme even more confused by reason, since love has forsaken me, and for my heart's sake, love ain't welcomed here anymore. But the music in her voice hummed melody with lullaby, while the parting of her lips breathed poetry. As the wind forming from each breath she exhaled proclaimed prophecy through harmony, whispered so seductively from an angel's voice to a sinner's ear. And like a virgin too afraid to let love slide in, I held on to the chastity, sprawled across my left breastplate, hoping to be spared. But with every passing second, pushing passion against the threshold of my desires, luring me to a place of no return, making it evident that I had already lost the battle I so desperately needed to win. So with rhyme, no longer trying to make sense of any reason, surrendering to fate, allowing for that bitch to have her way, I stood up with a middle finger in the air and declared, fuck you, Cupid. This can't be right. Fuck you, Cupid. This feels too right. And to that beautiful poet who's changing my life, fuck you and your poem. And poem. <laughs> How can I not love that? <laughs> uh, that oh, I appreciate that. That's fairly, that's actually a new piece. First time <laughs> uh, I loved it. I loved it. You're going to read two for me, right? I'm sorry? Are you going to read two of them for me? Yes, yes. I have one more piece prepared. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll just go in. This is called The Morning's Envy. This is actually a classic, one of my favorite poems. <clears throat> the Morning Awakens. Sparking my nostalgia in the form of sun rays overcast across her body's afterglow. Glistening. Sun-drenched, bathed in my own perspiration, as golden highlights plants her kisses of accents across the bronze silhouette of her beauty. I watched in a state of awe as she lied there, peacefully, like a quiet scent, so beautifully yet, so sinfully. The continuity of her labored breathing embellishes in the sun-rays glow. Launching her beauty through sheer drapes like the sweetest temptation. Illuminating fresh beads of sweat which tells tells through telltale signs of evidence that her body has been overexerted. Evidence of last night's early morning session of lovemaking, 
will be fornicated. Leaving her submissively subjected to the sunlight, placing judgment upon her body through veiled window panes. Now God sheds his tears in the form of morning dew. Peeking in between the window frames, mourning for her stolen innocence, attempting to cleanse every witness act of indiscretion, every commandment broken, every abomination of our naked bodies intertwined as if stalking like the sexual predators we are. Feasting upon one another's anatomy like prey, you see I was her sacrifice, and she was mine, until the morning found us wrapped in one another's infidelity, trying to cover the expose of our nakedness, interlocking like braid, flesh to flesh, to flesh displayed like a sexual explosion of African art, immersed with her breast against my chest. My pelvis rested between the vices of her thighs as freshly painted tribal tattoos were exposed across my back and the form of passion marked scars with henna designs. You see, the morning sun welcomed us with a sense of jealousy. Sighting gossip snickered all night between the full moon and shooting stars, eavesdropping of a testimony, describing a beauty far greater than Venus and a subject more intriguing than Mars. You see, together we became the envy of existence. And Paul. Very passionate, very beautiful. I love it. An amazing example of being able to write fine erotica without it crossing over that line into, you know, people always ask me, you know, when I say that you can't read adult porn poems here, they, they you know, that fine line, you know, where does it, where does it go from being erotica to, Porn poems, you know, and for me, erotica is like erotica is the mind fuck. It's the the it's it's that place where you get inside someone's head, and it's all you know. It's it's not the 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 it's not the physical act, the details. It's not the play by play, Howard Cosell, rest of the story stuff. It's when you mm-hmm. when you're up in their head, and it's the seduction, it's the lure, it's the you know. And that was a, a beautiful example of being able to tell that story clearly and passionately, without being overly descriptive and leaving none of the mind torture. To the poet. I mean, that's half the fun of listening to, to erotica-type poetry is that mind torture in it and that, you know, that, that longing that it evokes. Um, and it was just a really good example of that. So, good job. Well, that, yeah, that poem was in, that's where that poem came from. I was actually challenged because someone, it was a young lady I remember, and, like, she was completely turned off by erotic poetry because the picture that she knew for erotic poetry was poor. And so mm-hmm. it kind of like sparked something, so it was like a challenge myself, and I wanted to be able to, can I, how can I bring that same picture without it being porn? And it was a challenge, and this is why it's one of my favorite poems. I was, I was, I was, I'm, I'm actually grateful to have be able to share tonight, because I do love that piece, and I've been away from poetry so, so far away, but to me, this is where, you know, this is where I, I dig deep to try to find, you know, the voice that, that's um, trapped that wants to pour out. This is where the creative side comes together. So it's an honor to do, and, I'm, and I appreciate giving me an opportunity to get back, and thank you for that, and thank you to all the poets. I heard some dope, dope, dope stuff. It's everything that I heard that made me want to bring it back out, so I'm just grateful. 
Well, we're grateful that you are here, and what an amazing way to end the show, our very first show of 2022, and just thank you. Thank you for letting me, uh, closing the show with me in such a fantastic way. Thank you, Natalie. The pleasure's all mine. I'll be back next week. I hope so. I'm going to be holding my breath, remember. I will. I'm not going to let you. I don't, I don't like blue. Out of I'm, okay. Even if I stop for just one piece, I'll let you know that I'm here. <laughs> All right, then. We'll talk to you then. Thank you. Good night, man. Good night. All right, you guys. You have been listening to the very first show of 2022 at the Speakeasy Cafe. I want you to know I appreciate all being here, both the listeners. I see you online. Um, you guys hanging out and listening. And just appreciate you guys so much. You mean the world to me that you that you are here. And uh, the callers that call in and share and read, you guys are amazing. Just proud of you. I'm proud of this community. I'm going to go ahead real quick before I take off, and I'm going to run through your prompts again for the week. If you didn't get the uh, writing exercises, so I do the, always do the uh, little mini workshop at the beginning of the show. If you happen to miss that, wait till we go into the archives, listen to the podcast, and you can start and stop at your leisure get the the uh, exercises and the prompt stuff written down. But I'm going to go ahead and run through the prompt portion, and you can grab the rest of the exercises from the, the archives. So our 12 prompts for the week are start, uh, poetry prompts. Number one, fingers deep in mud. Number two, as I pass the hat around. Number three, a box in the closet. Number four, Maddie's diary. Number five, a blanket on the ground. Number six, Everyone She Has Ever Been, number seven, The Building of Castles, number eight, Having Outgrown This Place, number nine, The 2 a.m. Train, number 10, Children Flying Kites, 11, From All That Will Never Be Again, and 12, Girl on the Evening News. All right, so those are your 12 prompts. You can come back, listen to the archives, get the exercise and everything from the beginning of the show. Again, appreciate you all being here. Have a safe and happy week, and I will see you next Thursday. I'm going to close the show with a piece, as I said, by Constantine, and it is called The Fall. And where did it go? There it is. All right, see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Forever seems so far, forever seems so cold, forever cries the heart, forever yearns the soul, and when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dreams, When all these words don't seem to form What are words without your soul? Forever light the stars Forever haunts the ghost And when all the angels fly far from Fall down on 
And now it seems our words have grown. We're in a place we've never known. Just know where the darkness falls. Then forever comes the stars. And when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dream, fall down on me, we'll fly in 